Welcome to Fixing's Playground. I am your host and creator, Trevor Jordan Blanchard. It is December 29th, 2023. Uh, we got to see the old jolly fat man pass by, give us a bunch of presents and kisses. Um, yeah, Christmas was good. Thanksgiving was good. I don't remember what time I released my last episode. I want to say it was in November. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. It, it doesn't matter. We're here now, right? And this episode will probably come out uh, later tonight, actually, or maybe tomorrow morning, just depending on how I feel. <laughs> but it shouldn't. It should be out pretty fast, right? Um, so tonight we have a new guest with us. New guest, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Yes. Hi. So um, my name is Christy Tavalachi, otherwise known as Strawberry or Traveling Strawberries. I am... In my 30s, in my early 30s. Um, and I live in Florida. Yay, Florida. I live in Louisiana, as the listeners know. So we're not too far apart. We're we're both in that southern region, I guess you could say. Florida. I live in Florida. Florida. And I live in Louisiana. <laughs> or as they like to say, New Orleans. Oh, that shit bothers me. New or- but- Orleans? Is it Nolens? Na- so... I'll say like New Orleans. Um, yeah. Some people will say Nolens uh, or NOLA is is a fun abbreviation. Um, but like anyone out of state will say New Orleans and I automatically just know they're out of state because nobody in Louisiana says New Orleans. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, just one of those things. Um, mm-hmm. And then it's always funny to like listen to actors who are supposed to be from New Orleans try to do like the accent, right? Because they'll be like New Orleans and then like the accent sounds like someone from Texas. Oh, yeah. And it's Have like, you, I get it. <laughs> Go ahead. Did you watch True Blood at all? Yes. So were you triggered at all by any of the accents on True Blood? Um, I, I feel like there were a couple good accents. Um, But then there were also some, like, bad accents, right? Um, and I guess you could kind of get away with it a little bit if you wanted to be like, hey, this is a vampire from like the 1800s, so the accent might be a little different, I, you know, whatever. But, um, honestly, I don't feel like it really bothered me that much from that movie. I felt like they were a little bit more par for the course for like doing the right accent, um, yeah. but just a, just a little bit out off, right? Like, um, too thick, like just putting it on too hard, yeah, yeah. Uh, sometimes people just put it on too hard, but I think the acting was was good enough to where like they kind of honed into it a little bit um and it's hilarious because like in in the show you have uh lafayette right Mm -hmm. one of the most badass like characters awesome i love his acting but um like i live from there's a city called lafayette yeah okay so and like where they are in the show is kind of near where i live so it's just kind of like hilarious for them to talk about it you know um but fun tv series i really liked true blood my wife did too so it was good you know the way it ended didn't surprise me i guess but it was kind of it was kind of man i think so the um whoever was directed because i think there was a different director like in the beginning and then a different one at the end if i'm correct i don't know but Mm -hmm. they were like it didn't well i don't okay so right now spoilers if anybody hasn't seen true blood you might it's want to the, it, it ended like what how many years ago oh probably probably like at least five to ten 18 
2017 or something like that. No, was maybe it, wasn't not. that like? Hold on, let me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna find out because like. Okay, okay, I'm gonna say 2014. So I think you're right. I think 2015, maybe. Let's let's look. Let's see. True Blood last season was 2014. There you go. Yeah. So, but I mean, almost 10 years. Almost 10 years. So, um, yeah. So the director was like, we felt like it didn't matter who Suki ended up with. And I was like, no, that was like the whole point of it the whole point was who who was she gonna end up with because in the did you read the books at all or no i didn't read the books i think my my, my wife might have read them um, so in the books she ends up with sam which mm-hmm. actually i think because it's very different it's not very different but it is different in the book it's like, still different it, it'll always be different from the books right their relationship is very different in the books so you like sam more like he doesn't like get that like he has that girlfriend at at the end and stuff and that i don't think that happened in the book so she ends up with him which i think was a really good choice and then like eric and bill like kind of watch over them and their family like which uh-huh. i thought books ended really well so in the show when it was just like some faceless dude who and they were like it didn't matter who she ended up with i'm like no it did it did matter. Yeah, I mean, it was literally a show about like who she was going to be with. Like, yeah, sure, it had fairies and werewolves and shape shifters and witches and a lot of cool stuff. But like, it was also like, all right, this this is kind of the point of the show, right? She is the main, the main, the main person of the show, right? Um, and then when Bill was basically just like, yeah, I uh, I just don't want to live anymore. Essentially, I hate Vampire Bill. I hate him. I can't. <sighs> Him. I don't never liked him. So I just didn't like where where it went. You know, like it kind of felt like it was like, all right, I guess we just need to wrap it up. So like, let's come up with some kind of conclusion. You know, I don't remember uh, if that happened in the book or not. I feel like I have no idea. I don't remember. You know, she had this weird. Um, there was another boyfriend in the book. He was like a weird uh, lion guy or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. He. They totally skipped over him. Huh. Okay. Well, I mean, that's fine. I think she had like enough, enough enough crazy. I mean, she went what two vampires, a werewolf, a shapeshifter. Um, did she date anybody else? I think those were like the main four, right? That was it. Yeah, that was it. So at least in the show, I don't the book. Who knows? But yeah, in the book, uh, there, I don't even remember his name. But I think yeah, she should have yeah. seed in the show. Alcide was cool. I love Alcide. Yeah, yeah, I like that actor too. He's mm-hmm. he's a he's a fun actor. He does a lot of Dungeons and Dragons and stuff like that too. So he's actually uh, fine. Oh yeah, yeah, he's a huge nerd. Love it, love it. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, welcome to the show. Um, let's see. So obviously, you like vampire <laughs> stuff. Um, yeah. You are and initially. I, I want to say I met you through DBS Films, um, yeah. and then you eventually did join the kind of DBS takeover of the nightclub and yeah. shuttle. And uh, I say takeover. We y'all just kind of came in droves, which was awesome. You know, we we appreciate it. Um, but then you kind of just stuck around, you know, and and joined us in our our revelry. I guess you can say because I mean things get kind of crazy at the nightclub, but. Things get crazier oh. on the fixies playground. If you want me to be honest with you, oh, really? Dude. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, so Travis is an editing genius. Like, look, man. Well, he puts a lot of time into it. And fixies playground, like, I'll edit every once in a while, but I, 
I just man, like, I can't listen. I I can't listen to. Well, most of my episodes are like three plus hours, right? Yeah. So like to listen to three plus hours and edit it like minute by minute is just too daunting. Like I struggle enough to get people to come on, and I just I don't want to spend I don't want to spend a week editing an episode. So I'm just mm-hmm. like, all right, I'll cut off like the beginning and end a little bit just to get rid of the dead space. Add a, a, a an intro and usually like a song for the for the outro, and then I just ship it out. And I'm like, look, this is what you get, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what you get, right? Um, and I mean, if somebody really wanted me to to, to doll it up, I could. Um, I'm pretty good at like formatting episodes, I guess. Like we did a um, we covered the Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. And I had a bunch of people on, and uh, that was actually one of my favorite episodes that we did. It was a really good episode. I mean, it was long. It was like four hours, maybe four, maybe four and a half. Um, it was as long as the movie or longer, <laughs> probably, <laughs> you know. Um, but like I, when I really want to, I can sit down and like format the episode and like, hey, this is what comes first. This is what comes next. We'll talk about this, you know. Um, but I prefer the free form because I just like to see where the conversation goes. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, we do that a lot. And I mean, we've done all kinds of, we do cover movies, horror movies, sports, uh, politics, religion, you name it. I mean, I've been, we, we all over the place, right? Um, so, but yeah. Oh, let's see. Let's look for some introduction. We'll, we'll probably right? end up, we'll probably end up mostly talking about like spicy books and Mothman. And <laughs> we can, we can, we definitely can. I don't, like I said, I'm, I'll talk about whatever. Uh, let's see. Do I have... Okay, intro questions. Here we go. I keep a list. I do have a list, people. I promise you it's not all crazy. <laughs> so, but... Well, let's 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 deep dive on that. So, how did you find uh, DBS Films? Um. Okay, so do you want the, the long story or the short story? The, this is a long-form podcast, so you, you tell it however you want to tell it. Let's start. Let's start from the beginning, from the very beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and then so, the Mothman. <laughs> I so I was reading um, this book series by J.R. Ward, the Black Dagger Brotherhood. Okay, and so I became like so obsessed with it, and for some reason, something like switched in my brain, where I was like, you know what, I'm I'm just gonna start like doing what I want. Like, I don't know, like I lived all these years kind of like following a certain but, way. Like, like life. Co- conforming, maybe? Yeah, like being like, oh, I had like, I always was a little more like, oh, I'm going to do something different. But I guess I never just kind of like fully let myself go and go, you know what? Screw it. Like life is, I have this like thing where I'm now I'm like, uh, life is so short and we are, it's, we're like a little speck of time on this planet. Like you got, you got, you got cosmic as Cool. Yes, we I, like to say at the nightclub. I did. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I'm on this floating rock. Like, I better make my time. I guess too, because I'm like getting older. I'm like, I better make it worth it, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Back and go like, I did whatever the hell I wanted. Like, and whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, I was like, I'm gonna write a book because I want to write a vampire book. So I started writing this vampire book, mm-hmm. and then um, a little bit. I found out that they were going to make my book series into a show. Passion was like making into a show, which is so weird that like right after I finish the series, I find out they're making it into a show. 
So when I found that out, I literally was like, I'm going to go get headshots and I'm going to be in the show. Like mm -hmm. I want to be in this show. So I did. I went out, I got headshots. Like <laughs> I've never, I never really acted before. I did like theaterifics or whatever when I was younger. And okay. I, I always had like, I know I, I liked that stuff, but I never really acted in anything. So it was like so random and weird but i was like you know again like fuck it i'm gonna do this like why not so i got my headshots and then um i ended up getting backstage because i was like well in order for like passion flicks to probably even consider me as anything i'm sure i have to have stuff under my belt and i would like to have something under my belt so i i'm i don't have like anxiety being on a set mm-hmm um to go like to a sidebar here because i have i have i well i used to i used to have like horrific anxiety to the point uh -huh. like i couldn't function gotcha and really just kind of calmed down even when all this happened because i it was like i completely changed my mind with everything it was really weird well i mean so maybe maybe changing your mind is what helped you overcome the anxiety because i mean if you had like a major mental shift Maybe that's what you needed to break it, right? Yeah, because so, it was kind of like, yeah, well, because it was kind of like, well, not, like nothing really matters, and not to sound morbid, but if nothing really matters, then it it kind of takes off a lot of pressure of like thinking about, well, what do people think of me, and yeah, you know, well, are they maybe all gonna... you were you were holding on too tight to everything, right? Like you cared a little too, too much, right? Uh, Caring in healthy doses is a good thing, but like. Holding on too tight, you, look, you, you're going to lose your mind eventually. Like, I'm just, I'm being honest. Like, the more people that understand that you, you just have to let some things go and worry about yourself and not what other people think, the better off you're going to be. Yeah, like, as long as you're, like, not an asshole and you're just a kind person, like, there's going to be people that just don't like you. And there's nothing yep. that you can do to make them like you and I think like in the past I felt like I, like I have to figure out how like what can I do to make this person who doesn't like me like me and now I've come to realize like some people just aren't gonna like you like it's just yeah and I'm not wasting energy on them yeah well and I mean I, I'm sure because I have felt it where I've met somebody and I just like looked at them and I was like I don't like this person I have no idea why like sometimes we just don't like people <laughs> It's weird, you know. I don't know. I, th like, I think I, I think some people might give you a, a a bad vibe, right? And like, if you don't want to mess with them, don't. Like, you can be nice. Like, you can you can be cordial with them, right? Like, give him give them the 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 standard. Like, I'll be I'll treat you like a person, but like I don't really care for you, so I'm just gonna kind of distance myself, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So a lot of that anxiety melted away, and I um. I got a backstage and then I saw um, a thing for girl in cabin 14. Mm -hmm. I was like, Ooh, a little horror movie. And they were local. So I was like, this is local. Um, and I saw after I had like auditioned for it, I think that was my, I think that was like the first ever audition tape I made too. Yeah. Um, so I auditioned and I saw they had the discord and um I joined the discord and you know, it's all like, join us. It's all like drink our Kool-Aid. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Definitely. I definitely. I, and I'm, well, I'm glad I did, but, um, so then I, joined. me too. Yeah. I, I, 
Yeah, I made so many friends, but um, so I joined DBS. I didn't get, I, I went straight for like the lead role. I went for the uh, Hope, which was like the lead role. Mm-hmm. And I did it through Backstage and not through the Discord. So I'm sure it like got lost amongst all like the very talented Backstage people. Yeah. And um, I joined the Discord. I started doing cocktails and cryptids because they do a lot of events. So I was yeah. like, I want this event. So I started like, which helped me get used to like things like this like now i feel comfortable doing something like this Mm -hmm. Mm where i like freaking out and like sweating like oh my god but yeah yeah well with like people listening and to me and whatever so i you know i talk about like cryptids and different like paranormal stuff and kind of like get get a little drunk get dbs drunk i can't get like club drunk but you know (laughs) no no well like, yeah, I, I don't get nightclub drunk often, but it does happen, yeah. right? Um, or like, like when I stream movies, if I fall asleep, it's because I I took some some magical gummies and mm-hmm. and like I do have like severe sleep apnea, so there's some days where I just wake up like brutally exhausted, and then I go to work. Uh, you do you know do you know what I do for a living? No, I don't think so. Oh, I'm surprised I didn't tell you. So. I am a, um, well, they call it an RLT technician. I work in ABA, actually. So I work one-on-one with kids on the autism spectrum, oh. uh, de- dealing with um, behaviors, communication, um, and general education. So I'm surprised I didn't tell you, right? Because I mean, we've talked about something like that along the lines, you know. Uh, so that's, I've been doing that the last um, two years. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, so... You know, if if you wake up and you feel like you didn't get any sleep when you got like nine hours of sleep and then you go deal with my clientele, which nothing against them, uh, but it takes a certain kind of mental fortitude. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then you decide you're going to stream a movie at like 11 o'clock at night and then you just end up kind of falling asleep. <laughs> so it happens, you know, <laughs> Um but it's also just kind of part of the nightclub thing. I've fallen asleep in some episodes. Everyone has. I want to say like T-Boo has. Rickles yeah. has. Like we all we all have. Like, yeah. So like I'm not the only one. It was just happened to be my turn then, you know. So I think um, every time I've been on you've fallen asleep. Probably, but I've also like the few times you've been on, I was either on gummies or like we had the shot contest and that was just awful. That was a bad idea. Yeah. Not not if I would have stuck with like one alcohol, it would have been fine, but like I was shooting different things and fireball, like I had like yeah. six shots of fireball. I feel like fireball isn't that intense though. It is when you've been drinking like completely okay. other things, right? Um, so but it's okay, you know, it happens. So yeah. <laughs> but anyway, okay, so we tangent it. It's fine. Look, we tangent I, I tangent all the time. So don't worry. We'll try to get back on track. Um, I listen back to episodes and I'll be like, oh, we were talking about this and we just completely forgot about it and left it alone and went to something else and then never talked about it again. Right. So you gotta be like sidebar. So you know that you're like going off so that you can come back to it or something. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Or it's like, hey, we're gonna have to have a second episode because like the thing we were talking about, we did not finish talking about it, you know. Um, But anyway, so you you put yourself out there. You started doing um, cocktails and some of. Yeah, cocktails and cryptids. And I mean, they have, um, DBS has like karaoke nights, uh, get to know you nights. Uh, I've been to a couple of those, you know, and talked with people and kind of let them know what I was about, you know. Um, they're very friendly, 
right? Um, and I, I guess we'll plug them just a little bit and say DVS Films is a film production company um, made by the people for the people with the people, right? Is the best <laughs> way I can say it. Um, um, it's it's head fronted by uh, Kellen. Yeah, Kellen's Kellen the, the lead, but it. but there's but there's some other major players in there too. Um, I can't remember their names, but they're there. Join the DBS Discord and you'll find out. Like, go join it. <laughs> yeah, so Brendan, Brendan and Kellen. Yeah. yeah. And like Dylan and uh Tegan is and and Howard. And Howard. So <laughs> yeah, or so so Howard, aka Aries, um, will be doing an episode on Fixie's Playground within the next two to three weeks. We're still scheduling, but that's gonna happen. Um, so you will see him on the nightclub and you can, oh, not the nightclub, Fixie's Playground. I mean, y'all might end up being on the nightclub too. I, I imagine if we have time, you know, yeah. well, technically I want to say y'all have already been on some episodes because y'all did some trivia. So y'all, y'all been there already. What am I talking about? I, I'm being stupid. Uh, okay. yeah, this is, but first time on Fixie's, um, but yeah, shout out to DBS. I, I really like what they're doing, right? Um, I'm not going to sit here and say every movie they produced is amazing or a 10. They know it. We know it. But look, it's it's about what they're doing, right? They have a budget. They they support local actors, local directors, lo local cosmetic people. Um, um, what do they call it? Um, like all the horror mask and blood. And there's a word for it. I can't remember what it okay. is. Uh, Special effects? Yeah. There we go. Special effects, right? Um, they they audition people for a wide range of things, and they are always bringing in like new people and trying new actors. Um, one of the people we had on here, um, um, Tanner, Tanner, Tanner Kandara. Um, I think I said his last name right. Um, <laughs> uh, he was on here. That was a great episode. He's in a movie for DBS Films, right? Um. He was in the one that I, I, I was looking for first. Oh, is he? Okay, cool. Um, but look, I, I you know, I have a lot of respect for what they do. Obviously, the nightclub does too. We're all about movies, and we're all about the furthering of movies in general, but also horror movies, you know. So when people come out and they throw their support to horror movies and they do the thing, I'm all about it. Like I've I'll, I haven't watched all their movies, but I've, I've watched a good bit of DBS films, movies, you know, and I enjoy more than one of them for sure. Yeah. So uh you know, uh, just love it. What, what can I say? All right, we're done. We're done plugging them for now. Maybe <laughs> end of the episode, we'll mention them again for you. Well, All I'm right, so at this point, it's like kind of gonna keep talking about them a little bit. So, um, that's so, fine. Go ahead. So, um, so then you know, I stuck around. I made so many friends. Everybody there is so sweet and kind and like non-judgmental. Mm -hmm. Like you can post, you know, a video of yourself. Um, acting and people will be like oh like this was great but I think if you do this it'll be better like they're very helpful there mm -hmm. and it's the people like of the community so um so then when auditions came around for um haunting of the murder house this uh, Lockwood Files which is the second murder house mm -hmm. I auditioned for that one and I ended up getting it. So I'm gonna I'm in that one. We already they filmed it. We filmed it um in early December we filmed it. Okay. So, yeah. I, I don't know. I guess they're like on to editing or whatever else. But they have um they still have like the Bigfoot movie that needs to come out, a cold gray. Yeah. Rolling yeah. Cat 14. So this is like the they made four movies this year. So yeah, well I, look, man, they they push out some stuff. 
they push yeah. out some stuff, you know, um, which I also love. Uh, but like, I think, you know, we've talked Travis about it. And I think we've even talked to like DBS, some of the people from DBS were like, look, y'all are doing amazing things, but maybe crank it back to like two movies a year and like do some like heavy, I don't want to say quality, but just like heavy put into movies. Right. Uh, Cause they do everything fast. Right. And, and I'm not saying it isn't good cause it is good. Uh, but like put, push out some quality, quality films just to kind of get your name out there more. Right. So. Well, what's amazing is each movie, each new movie is like better than the last. Like, there's some definite growth, right? There's some definite growth. Like when I was watching like um, little clips from this one, like Brendan was like, "Hey, I want to show you guys like you know some of what you guys have been doing. Like you're doing a great job." He was showing some of the clips. And I was like, oh, my God, this movie's going to be so fucking good. Like, and I don't know if it's just because it's like my friends and people I know that like I'm watching their scenes and going, wow, this is awesome. And I was there like when they were filming some of the stuff. Um, you know, they post a lot of behind the scenes stuff and they let us post a lot of behind mm-hmm. the scenes. Stuff. So I'm sure you've seen a lot. Of- oh, all, all over Instagram, TikTok, yeah. uh, Discord. Yeah. Uh, I've like started using Instagram more, but like I, I've never... I'm not a huge social media person. Like Facebook was kind of the thing. And like, I had to start using Twitter and Instagram just for podcast purposes. And then like, I just know a lot of people that put out stuff on there. Right. So, um, but through those things I've seen like behind the scenes stuff, you know, Tanner's posted some stuff too. Um, so. so. And girl, girl in cabin 14, like uh, looks like it's going to be amazing. Like uh cashmere. Like, I don't know if you saw some of her clips, but Oh my gosh. Like, it looks like it's gonna freaking kick ass like so i'm ready for it each time so maybe they'll maybe it's like good that they're pumping out a bunch because they're learning a lot as they do it and maybe eventually they might like slow down and make you know more quality now that they seem to be like learning so much and everything is getting better yeah which which i mean honestly if they can push out like four movies a year but the quality just keeps getting better and better Fucking do it. Um, I just think like I'm just saying, you know, if you could put some extra time into it, because I know like Kellen has some amazing ideas. We've listened, we've had um man, I can't remember what his name is. He has like the beard and he plays a character in um uh, uh, Ben. Ben. Ben, yeah. So he was on the nightclub a couple times and they've talked about it. Um and like some of the ideas they have and how like you know they're very open about talking about things, changing things. And like how they do have ideas, but sometimes they just don't push them because it would just take too long, yeah. you know, and, and and stuff like that. So it's like I would love to see the time be scaled up a little bit and then have those ideas come to fruition. Um, but I'm also just like, hey, you're just getting better every time you put out a movie. So just keep it going, you know, <laughs> so they, are, they really are. So, yeah, so I just I auditioned for that. I got it. So now I'm like oh well now i have this under my belt Mm -hmm. if i go for this other role i can be like i did this at least i have something to be like look i did this (laughs) yeah well you'll you have acting creds so i mean you can say what you want but you have acting creds right and it's cool because being on that set so this is really weird and cosmic so passion flicks I added them on Facebook when I, or not Facebook, Instagram, when I found out about all this and um, I won a membership. So they had a contest and I won. And when you win, when you have a membership to them, 
they will invite you to sets. They will invite you to premieres and Ooh, movies. you get like the full access membership, yeah. right? So what's really, really weird is literally the, the next day that I got home from the DBS set, mm -hmm. I was on this like high of like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. Like, how do I go back to life now? Like, that was so cool. I got an email from Passion Flicks inviting me to the Wallbanger set. And I was oh, okay. like, are you freaking kidding me? So I was like, I got to go. I got to go to this. Um, so I went to that and I met, I met Tuska Musk. I met, um, like all the passion flicks people and it, it's a bigger scale. It's not quite like, you know, huge production, but it's a pretty, it's a big mm -hmm. production. So I got to be on set and see all that. And that was mm -hmm. awesome. And I like kind of said to Tuska Musk, like, you know, when Black Dagger Brotherhood comes out, like. Just let me know. Like I'm here. Like kind of yeah, like, yeah. like I'm gonna be on. It. I don't care. I'll be like the the one hooker that gets her throat slit. Like just let me be on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So it. so let's back it up a little bit. So so you wrote a book series, right? What's the I, name of your book series? Okay, so I I'm it's one book. I haven't. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I haven't finished it yet. Okay. But it's called. Um, Portland gloaming right now it's called Portland gloaming. Okay. So, um, it's about, um, like supernatural. So like, have you ever been to Portland, Oregon before? I've never been to Portland, Oregon. So, but I do know. So when you say supernatural, are you talking about the theme or like the TV show supernatural? Because oh, like the theme of my, yeah, like the theme. Of okay. My... It's a supernatural flea theme book. Is it, is it a zesty book series? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Okay, I just have to check, right? So uh, we'll get into that later. But uh, our dear traveling strawberries enjoys the zesty, spicy novels. So I had to ask um, if that's what it was, right? So uh, no, that's cool though. So so like you say, they wanted to turn it into like a movie, right? Did you send them a copy or like of what you had? Like what what was that? Oh wait, what? or did I hear you wrong? So what what was their interest in it? No, exactly. they didn't no. know about my book. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, that would be freaking amazing. What did yeah. you what did you think? I don't I I don't know. I must have heard you wrong. So I, I thought you had invited, I got invited to the set of Wallbanger. Is that yeah. what you, so okay. like, Well, let's just keep going. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I wish. Oh my god, that would be amazing. Yeah, I haven't even finished my book. They're turning it into a show or a movie. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that's what i thought you said i was like that's kind of you didn't even finish it yet and they want to turn yeah. it into a, that's crazy um, like, all right anyway yeah so that was like to me that was very cosmic like meant to be like all this stuff kind of like like dominoes falling into place right like ha i happened to win this membership i got the role with dbs and then i got invited to this passion flick set which was my goal was to get on that show, right? Mm -hmm. And after I did the DBS thing, I kind of felt like, oh, you know what? If Black Dagger Brotherhood doesn't happen, like, I'm at least happy I did this. Like, I did kind of what I set out to do, which was I told myself, like, I'm just going to act. Like, you know, like, I'm going to just do it. And I did, which was yeah. wild. So, um, but I think the main, I think the question you initially asked was, how did I find you guys, right? Um, Well, how do you find DBS initially? Because okay. I know I know how you found the nightclub. 
Okay. So um, that's how I but, found it. So yeah. it was through it was because of that book series and okay. wanting to get acting under my belt and whatever. And then I ended up just like falling in love with everybody there. Like all the people on the Discord are amazing and yeah. It's just a good group of people. And um so that's how I found them was through this book series. So and now gotcha. all this this stuff is happening, which is I mean, now I don't know. I mean, I went there. I don't know if they'll actually like contact me when stuff starts going down for Black Dagger Brotherhood. But I said, like, when are you guys casting? And she's like, well, I need to write the script first. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it doesn't hurt to put your name out there. Right. Yeah. And now they so. know, they know they, they have like a face to my emails. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you could always put your bid in with DBS again and try to get some more acting chops. Right. So, and there's other ways to do that too. So like technically, technically, right. Never been in a movie, TV series or anything, but I do have acting credits. Yeah. So I, um, for like a couple, couple years, and and this was just kind of like a a few times here or there, I went, um, and I was part of a haunted house in Baton Rouge, Louisiana called the 13th gate. You can look it up. Um, they're known like nationally. They're a really good haunted house. They put a lot of effort into it. And they do have some like top tier actors there that play parts that that actually auditioned and got the roles in the haunted house as certain haunted people, right? Um, whereas I was just kind of like a fill-in, right? They needed bodies or someone wasn't able to make it. So um, and what happened was is one of my buddies, his wife had come across it. And um, she, I forget. So she she walks around with crutches. She has a, a a disease where her her legs were deformed, right? So, but she she auditioned to do this thing, and they just loved her because they're like, oh man, we can put you on the floor, and like the way we can put your legs, like this just is awesome. You know, we can use this to to great effect. So she would do that, um, and then she would like tell us, hey, like they do need some people if you want to go put your name in the hat, you know, and and see. So I was like, yeah, hey, why not? You know, um, and sure enough, I went and like one time I was like this demented butcher. They put yeah. like a, it was like a pig mask with antlers. It was almost like a deer, but it was like a pig mask with antlers. I had like a bloody shirt with bloody overalls over it. And they gave me like a prop, uh, like hammer. Yeah. And, and then I would stand in this room and they had a conveyor belt of like it was it was fake, but it was like pig carcasses or cow carcasses going yeah. like in a circle. And I would either stand behind the carcasses or stand behind like the door. And as people would walk in, the lights were off kind of and I just scared the living shit out of them. Right. Some of them I'd swing the hammer at. Some of them I would like bum rush. You know, I never touch them, obviously, but like get in their face and just scare the living crap out of them. Um, and I had a blast doing it. Now, it was exhausting because you're doing this for like six hours. Right. And you have, yeah. And you have like spaces in between, but like nobody told me, Hey, you might want to bring some water with you. So like I was dying of thirst. Um, cause I mean, I was constantly like screaming at people, grunting, like lunging. So like I was sore, tired, thirsty, you name it. Right. Um, so I did that. And then like another time, um, they kind of painted me up as like an undead and I took my shirt off and, uh, I was outside. It was like, end of october and cold it was like 45 degrees outside they're like are you are you sure like you'll be okay without the shirt i'm like i'm good like i'm a warm body person though you know so like it doesn't 
So like they sprayed me full of like fake blood all over my face, my mask, my teeth. And um I would hide behind an old um it was like a wagon um that would carry coffins, you know, like a hearse, but just like yeah. a wagon hearse, right? And I think it was a prop from a movie that they had gotten. So it was that. And then they had it behind some gates. Um and the gates they had gotten from um what's it called? So there's a, a movie based on a book about um like a witch and they're and like they're born witches, but whenever they quicken or whatever it's called into their powers, like they're almost automatically evil or good. Ooh, that's not that's, that sounds like a cool movie. It was it was a it was a major production. Like it was a it was a big time like movie. Uh let's see if I could I could remember what it what it was from. Uh it had one actor actress in it that went on to do a, a series on Showtime with the Gallagher's. What's it was called? Shameless. Shameless and what's her name? Um Emmy Rosam was in it. Okay. Let's see if I can find, find her catalog. Oh, Beautiful Creatures that came out in 2013. Okay. So they had like a gate for like the home of Beautiful Creatures and they had managed to get like one of the pieces of the gate at well, the horror place and had like set it up, added to it, and then had put like the hearse wagon behind it. So like they would tell you, hey, like you can shake the gate right here, but don't shake it right here because this is part of like the, the movie prop gate, you know? So, because what I would do is, is I would hide behind the hearse and I had a lady with me that would like lean up against the wall right next to like this, this torch. And like, she would like kind of talk to people and act spooky and kind of get their attention. And I would jump out from behind the hearse and like bum rush the, the, the cage well the fence and like sh rattle it and just kind of scare them, you know? Um, so like it was a blast though, you know. It, technically, it is acting credits because I was acting, um, but uh, not quite traditional acting is what I would say. Not what I was doing anyway. Uh, but it was a fun experience. I would do it again if I could. It's just to go there. It's like an hour's drive away. Plus, I'd have to go after work, and then you have to get there like early to go into makeup and figure out who you're gonna be. And then by yeah. the time you get out and you're heading home, it's like one or two in the morning, and you're dead tired, you know. So. That's and they rough. do it, yeah, and they do it, like, all through, like, the week and the weekend, you know? So, it's like, I don't know if I'd be able to make the weekdays. Yeah. It'd be mostly a weekend thing, you know? It's, so. like, closer or something, and it might be different. But that hour drive is, like, like driving an hour. Yeah, home, yeah. Tired is rough. That's what, that's what I'm saying. And then it'd be like, oh, I have to go to work tomorrow. So, I got to yeah. be up in four hours. Like, mm, no, can't do that, you know? Mm -hmm. Now, fill in on the weekend? Sure, yeah. I would do that again. You know, that's not a problem. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And, they, and they would pay you. They would pay you minimum wage to do it. Yeah. So. Um, it's probably more fun. It's one of those things where, like, it's fun. Where you, like, even, like when I did uh, the DBS movie, like, it was just fun. It was, like, one of those yeah. things where like, I don't even care where I'm getting paid. Like, this is fun. Well, like, I, and, that, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, at the end of the night, I think the check was, like, maybe 40 bucks or something like that. Like. It covered my gas, and that's fine. Like, I wasn't trying to make money. I was just going to do it because it would be fun. And fun. it was. It was a blast. Like, don't get me wrong. It was an absolute blast. So, yeah, and it's cool to see how things work, like, behind the scenes, too, you know? Behind the scenes stuff is awesome. 
Yeah. It really is. So, but yeah, that acting's fun. It is. It, it is. is. It is fun. I will say that. I don't know if I could do it as a profession, but. Well, that's, I, I don't know if I can either, but I'm, tr I'm trying. I'm going to try anything. I mean, you I'm did it and you can do it again, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm like, I want to. I'm ready to just like do whatever. Like, like, cook yeah. Let's try it. Well, well, you know what? Finish writing your book first and get that yeah. published, right? So it's funny because I'm like, well, if I don't get the role in Black Tiger Brotherhood, I'm like, I'm gonna write my book and then I'm just gonna act. <laughs> I mean, you never know where it's gonna take you. You know, um, it's good to follow your passions, though. It's that's that's one of the things I. I suggest to everyone, like, look, if you really like something, like love doing something, follow it, even if it's a hobby. Like, yeah, it doesn't have to be your main gig, but, you know, you could make it your main gig, but that's that requires you taking a chance, right? Like risking some stuff. And sometimes when you risk things, things don't always go the way you want them to. So, like, that's just something you have to worry about, you know, but. Yeah, well, that was like when I was younger, I wanted to be a painter. Uh-huh. And my mom was always like, that's cool but you should have like a job and yeah. i was like no i'm gonna be a painter i'm gonna do it and she's like well you need how are you gonna pay for your paint you know like how are you gonna how are you gonna do that so like i ended up going to cosmetology school and that's actually that was my that has been my career for like the past what 11 years 11 mm -hmm. years. yeah apology but um yeah like that you kind of do need something that will push you along to do other things that you like because some of these other things that we like to do don't necessarily make money so yes well i think you know i think i think people get in their head like oh all i have to do is like put the time and effort in and i can do anything and like to an extent that's true but you need to define what success is with what you're doing right are you paying the bills or are you living the life you want to live is is the question right and then like that's for if you're young and you don't have a family and you're not yeah married you know my wife and i got married when we were 23 yeah 2020 yeah i think 23 yeah so we've been we've been married for going on 12 years oh. we've been together for 16 i want to say so like we've been together for a while and like so i i married young we we had kids in our later 20s i mean my daughter is 10 my son is seven so like you know, yeah, sure. I, I would love to pursue some things and like give it my undivided attention, but like I, I gotta I gotta help pay the bills and, yeah. and feed the family and take care. You know, I have priorities and um I don't want to poo-poo anybody who who wants to pursue their dreams, by all means do it, but you can also do it in a smart way, right? Start off small and then progress, right? And see where it goes. Um like podcasting, like I love doing podcasting. Obviously, you know, uh I have my my podcast here. Um Official announcement, I guess. I'm I'm part of the nightclub now. Uh, I don't think I've announced that here yet. Um, it's me, T. Boo, and Rickles are I the hosts. You weren't officially a part of it prior? So I've been a part of the nightclub for maybe like the last month or two, maybe. Okay. Right? Now, so before that, I would just happen to be on a lot of episodes, right? Okay. But I wasn't an official host. I was just like the perennial guest. And then that's why Travis like invited me because he's like, I don't know why I didn't invite you earlier, you know, because like I was, I mean, I was, I was, I was on the nightclub like year one, their first hollow, their first Halloween edition. Like I was there, we ate like shitty tasting jelly beans and we we're supposed to cover um, 
the the exorcism no what was it was it the exorcism of of jane doe it, the the, the, mo the movie the yeah, one the movie with Emil hirsch right oh what is it called it's not the exorcism it's the autopsy the autopsy there we go autopsy I wanted to say exorcism. I don't know why, but like it, the autopsy of Jane Doe, which is an amazing movie. It's a 10. Yeah. I love it. Um, we were supposed to actually cover that, but then we ended up just tangenting and doing a bunch of fun Halloween stuff. Right. So, but I was there, I was there, there. And then every year I'd make my way on an episode here, there. And then eventually it was just a point where like I was on more episodes than any other guest ever. So yeah. I guess Travis was like, Hey, bring him in, you know? Um, and I, I love it. Like we do a lot of fun things. We have a, a good time. Um, Recently, we've been covering, like, we covered a a big production movie um, called The Lord of Misrule. Uh, you can go listen to that episode and watch that movie. Um, that movie is very, very high on my my 2023 horror watch list, right? So at the end of the year, I don't know if the nightclub is going to do it this year. We, we might, but if not, um, you could find me and Tibu on... Um, the Joe Blow Horror Show, and they do the end of the year list, and we just do our like top ten horror movies of the year, plus maybe like some honorable mentions, right? And I want to say the Lord of Misrule is probably my number one right now, right? So if you're listening to this, spoiler alert. Uh, but Travis and them already know I, we talked about it in the episode, but we got to sit down and talk with the director of the movie. And that's if awesome. you've if you've ever seen The Orphan, yeah, that's that's his stuff, right? So he's actually made some well-known movies. I mean, he's made over $30 million in the box office. So, you know, he's starting to do his own thing. But it was an absolutely amazing experience to sit down with the director of the movie, talk to him, like, you know, spit, you know, spit, spit ideas, whatever, spitball ideas with him about the movie. Um, and then just to have them kind of like, yeah, you're right. Or, oh, wow, that's amazing. You know, um, and you could tell, like, he loved this movie. Like, it was a passion project of his. And, and you always just... You know, it was a really good experience. So um, we did that. And then funny enough, after we did that, the production company that he made that movie with contacted Tibu. And we're going to cover another movie that they're producing um, in 2024. I've already seen it. Uh, I think Ricky and Travis still need to see it. Um, but we're going to sit down with either the director or some of the main actors. Um, I don't think it's been decided yet. I don't want to give the name away yet because there's confidential material there i guess you could say so um <laughs> it's something to look night. forward to was that the other night when we were watching a movie and then travis was like we we got to watch this one movie but you guys yeah. can't it was that yeah <laughs> yeah so so yeah so Tra travis had to sign uh, a non-disclosure agreement about that movie right so like we cannot allow anyone else to see it um which is fair like it's all fair you know I, I'm, I'm not trying to leak people's movies or anything like that and the nightclub is definitely not um you know we we love the fact that we're being able to cover these movies before they come out um and have a conversation with the people that are, are making them you know it's awesome uh so we have that movie um coming into works in 2024 and we actually have one more movie that a different production company contacted us to do so the nightclub's got some exciting things going down in the future. And we're going to have some other guests on from some other podcasts. And hopefully we'll have you on again and, and uh, Aries and, and whatnot, you know. Um, but, yeah, just throwing that out there while we're talking about it, I am an official host, co-host of the nightclub now. Uh, but I still plan on, obviously, pushing out Pixie's Playground, doing episodes like this with you and, and some of the other people. Um, 
it's just always fun, right? And the nightclub, we try to stay on topic with horror and everything like that. Whereas Fixie's playground, I can talk about whatever I want. And Travis is completely cool with me just grabbing people from the nightclub and be like, "Hey, come, come do an episode," you know. So uh, it's all love. Obviously, we, you know, we help each other out. Um, that's one thing I do like about like the DBS nightclub, Chuddle the Pod, uh, Journey with a Cinephile, Fixie's Playground, Joe Horror Show. Like it gets to the point where like I need. I'm planning on just like recording a a a track of me just like listing off all the different people for shout outs because yeah. it, the list is so long now that like me just remembering people like I feel bad when I forget to say somebody and then like I feel like I snubbed them I'm like oh man you know but like I love how the podcasting community like we help each other out so much yeah. you know um, it's been really cool to see that like. A lot of cool people. And I think the horror community is a really cool one to be in. Obviously, uh, a lot of friendly people, right? Um, yeah. But, like, they're all about, like, collaborating and doing episodes together, covering movies. Um, it's just always fun and exciting, you know? The best um, communities are the is the horror community and the spicy book community. I'll tell you. Best community. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah? Okay. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna have to start reading a couple spicy books here or there. It's funny, like, so I didn't have social media for seven years. I had nothing except mm -hmm. for Pinterest. Pinterest was the only thing that I had. So, so is that just like a personal choice, or yeah? So, um, it just never appealed to you at the time, right? Or was it, or was some of that like your anxiety too, though? It might have been anxiety because I did have it. I had like I had Facebook, I had Instagram, I had everything, mm -hmm. and I think it just started getting to me like um it was it was too like where i would look at i was young you know so i would yeah. look at girls and i'd be like i'm not that cool i'm not that skinny i'm not that pretty i'm and it, and it was uh just i started realizing how unhealthy it was for yeah. me yeah and i couldn't um like stop those thoughts like maybe other people could but i couldn't at that time in my yeah. life I think a lot of younger people struggled with that. Yes. So I don't think you're the only one. Just saying. Yeah. So, um, and I kind of thought about things like where it would be like uh, my experiences weren't mine. Like it almost got to the point where I was doing things like to show other people or something, you know, like some weird, yeah. just weird. it was just weird. So I didn't have it for seven years. And then, um, you know, seven years went by and I was like, I had all this travel stuff and I was watching um, in 2020 because we were all home. I was watching a lot of like travel uh, videos and stuff because I was trying mm -hmm. to find out like where we were going to travel next. We love like national parks and things like that. Mm -hmm. So um, I was like, you know, maybe I should start like a travel vlog. Yeah. So I got, I ended up getting a website. First, it started off like, I'm just going to do a website and I'm going to post like all of the stuff that we've done. Like we, at that point, I think we had done like Glacier National Park and nice North Carolina. Um, we rented like a Cruise America RV and we did like North Carolina and West, we went to West Virginia to see Mothman and stuff. And, mm -hmm. you know, so I was like, I'm just going to do like a blog. And then I was like, you know what? I need social media to like, kind of get all this going yep then i got an instagram again and I, again it was going to be travel i was going to do traveling stuff so um then i was like oh well the only way to make money doing this is like by having ads 
So I started, I actually did stuff like with just CBD and like just little things and whatever. Yeah. Um, then I got into it more into books and the book community really helped like grow my, um, my followers. And I started making like book content and I was like, oh my gosh, like are people love this stuff. And mm -hmm. I have a coming into it like older now. I have a whole different view on it than mm -hmm. I did. Like it's, it makes me like, I'm like, I'm, I made all these friends and I have yeah. all these, these awesome, beautiful, nice friends. Like, it's just so different than it was. And like, I, it's, it's so much, it's more positive now. Like there's yeah. really not negative anymore in it for me. Like, yeah. I mean, sometimes you'll come across those people, but look, it's like we said earlier, there's some people you're just not going to make happy. So just focus on the ones that you can make happy. Yes. And there you go. Well, now I can shrug stuff like that off. Where in the past I yeah. wouldn't be able to, you know. So yeah, um, it's but but what I like, like you know, it's like I joined DBS and then everybody on there follows you, and then here it's like everybody. So it's like it's nice, like networking with everybody. Everybody's so mm -hmm. supportive, and when we all support each other, we all help each other with our passions, right? So it's really yep. cool um, how all this is like now i'm like wow social media is cool <laughs> yeah yeah are you are you on tiktok yeah i do have a tiktok i i, I feel like i might have added you but i don't remember so Maybe. i'll i'll look i'll look and see but like tiktok's a thing apparently i'll yeah. probably never make one because i'm just not going to do it but like you it's know I, I well like i struggle i struggle with just like twitter and instagram so yeah. i'm just like all right like tiktok might be out I'm I'm kind of an old man when it comes to that. I'm like I, I don't I don't know you know. <laughs> so. yeah. Well, TikTok is like weird because well you know now it's that we didn't have to deal with like the algorithm in the past. Yeah. Like, we have to deal with the algorithm, which is really weird. So I tend to not do TikTok as much as like I find it Instagram is more like, and Facebook. Yeah. I I kind of I think still gives me the fear a little bit. So I kind mm -hmm. of yeah. Away. I don't know why. That's the one where yeah. I'm like, well, well, it's like hilarious because I don't really post on Facebook a whole lot. Like my own personal Facebook, you're not going to see very much. You might see pictures of the family every once in a while. Normally, you'll see me post episodes of Fixie Playground there. But then, like, I do have like a Fixie's Playground like um, Facebook page, right? And I'll post episodes there normally. Um, and then Instagram, I don't have my own personal account. I just have Fixie's Playground on there, so that's what I use. The same thing for Twitter. Um, and I've been trying to post on Instagram more and I kind of have here and there, but it's just so much upkeep, you know, um, because like, if you don't upkeep, then people don't keep up with you and they yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Whole ordeal, you know? And like, it's weird too, with like the algorithm, like I, I noticed, like I posted a travel thing the other day just because I happened to be looking through pictures and like, it didn't do good. And I was like, well, I was like, why, why does like this only have 30 likes compared to like the 80 likes I got on being on the set of Passion Flicks? Like, it's yeah. mm -hmm. weird, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. what? and then I posted like a book thing and normally like my book things do really good, but I just posted one that didn't do like as good. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. But now I, I'm just, I do whatever for fun. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, and that's, and that's where I'm at. Like, I, I love Fixie's Playground and I would love to like, It'd be cool to make money, but like I'm not in this to to make money. Yeah. You know, I'm in this to just have fun and have conversations with people, right? Now, like 
I'll take the nightclub more serious, you know, but like I didn't create that. I'm a part of it. And and don't get me wrong. Like Travis treats us fairly. It's not, you know, he created, but he, he treats me and Ricky, you know, like we're co-hosts and, and there's input and output and everything else. Um, but I would never, you know, I'm not going to be lazy with that. Right. Yeah. Cause like I respect the nightclub and, and what he's doing and I'm not going to lag that behind. Right. So I would most definitely put more effort in there. Whereas Fixie's Playground, like, it's not that I'm not willing to put in the effort, because I have. If you listen to some of my episodes, like, the good episodes, I, like, Shawshank is is one of them. Um, Well, look, all of them are good to an extent, uh, but, like, Shawshank is where I put a lot of time into it, uh, yeah. just to get the format right. And then we we did cover um the abortion debate in one episode, and I put a lot of time and effort into that one, too, um, and formatted it in a way to where it was respectful to everybody and we could have a conversation without anybody shitting on each other. Right. So like, it's not that I can't do it, but I like the idea of a conversation flowing and just going somewhere. Right. Yeah. So like, I don't mind making a format. I don't mind putting the effort in, but I love the chaos of just a conversation and where it goes. And sure. I can steer it this way and that, but I also just like to see where it takes us. And I feel like if I steer that too much, then maybe it's, it becomes, a little too scripted, right? And I don't want that. So um that's why I keep it kind of laid back and and don't edit as much either. Um, but it is what it is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So and like, you know, there's some things that are gonna perform well and there's some things that aren't like that's like something I've learned with just like Instagram, like like I would post something and if it didn't do well, like for a minute, I'd be like, oh, like this didn't do good. Like people don't like it or something. And I'd be like, you know, what? I'm just gonna put up, I'm just gonna post something else. And then it and then it would do really good. And I'd be like, oh, okay, like whatever. So you move on. It is you what know? it is. So like so like yeah. Pixie's Playground, I probably average like 20 to 25 listeners an episode, maybe. I've had one episode get 300 listens. I've had another episode get eight listens, right? Yeah. But because the episodes are so different from one another, right? Because I'll have an entire episode about NFL football. If you don't like yeah. NFL football, you're probably not going to listen to it, right? But mm -hmm. if you like Shawshank Redemption, then you're probably going to listen to that, right? So um, I understand that, like, people, different people have different likes. Um, I'm not willing, like, I'm perfectly willing to be like, hey, what kind of episode do you want? Okay, well, come on and let's have it, right? I'm about that, but I'm also not going to sit here and cater to people just to try to get listens and views, right? Like, I'm not about that. Like, I'm not, I'm doing this for fun. I'm yes. not about to start scripting everything just to try to make other people happy. Either you like it or you don't, and you take it or you leave it. And at the end of the day, all it takes is one person to listen, and I'm going to keep making it. So there we go, you know? Well, that's <laughs> like with my Instagram, because people would be like, you have to find a niche, you have to like, you have to either cater to the book community or cater to the travel community or, and I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna, because I'm not just one thing, right? Yeah. Like, I like, I like horror, I like traveling, I like spicy books, I like vintage stuff. So it's like, I just ended up being like, I'm gonna be all these things. And mm -hmm. either people are gonna like it, or they're not like, mm -hmm. So the people that ended up that people that I do have on my Instagram are like, cool. Like, I like them yeah. because everything I that I like, they're not just like, oh, I like her just because she put like, I don't want to just post about one thing. Like, I'm sure you don't want to just talk about one thing all the time. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah, and I mean, that never works out in the long term. Because even if you get famous off of that one thing, eventually people get tired of it. And then now you're back to square one. And now you're fighting the, oh, well, they only know me for this. So it's like, how do I get relevant in it? And I'm just like, mm, I don't really care if I'm relevant or not. Like, I hope you enjoy the content. And I would love to have you on as a guest. But other than that, like, I'm not, I'm not shooting for relevancy, right? So, but I just don't care about, like, social media fame. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now... I probably care about the nightclub and them gaining traction and going places because of the effort that's put into it. And I mean, don't get me wrong, it's, a, it's an amazing podcast, even though I'm on it. Like, the point is, is like, it was good before I was on it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and I mean, you know, maybe one day I can tie with Ricky for like, you know, favorite co host. Probably won't happen, but, you know, we could try. <laughs> <laughs> you know, favorite. Why? I heard he's the fan favorite. Ricky is the fan favorite. Don't ask me why. Look, I love Ricky. And he just, he always entertains me and, and makes me laugh. So, like, I see it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but it's just, like, the ongoing joke. How you do you know, guys know uh, the fan favorite? Did you just uh, make we've, we've just We've just been told that he's the fan favorite. <laughs> like, like messages and, and, like, different people that have been on. And, oh, I just love Ricky, you know? And it's like, all right, cool. You know, like, they love everybody. But, like, yeah, Ricky's my favorite. He always says some off-the-wall shit. And I'm like, yeah, he does. He's really good at it, too. You know? Um but it's it's all cool, like you know, and ain't nobody getting butthurt over it. Like no. we're, I'm just like, hey, let's do it. Ricky makes me happy all the time. I've been knowing him since high school, you know. So well, when it's one of your friends or somebody you care about too, you're like, hell yeah, right on. Like yeah, they're awesome. Like, I, I want I want the people that I care about to be successful. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't mind. I don't need to be the most successful person. Like I really don't. I just need to have a good time. And if I'm having a good time, that's all that matters. Yeah. So. All right, we're back. We had a, a temporary bio break. Uh, Y'all didn't hear it because the recording was paused, obviously. So we are back and, and ready to ready to party, I guess you could say. So, what? Huh? Who? I disappeared for a moment on my camera. Oh, oh, oh you're good. You're good. Okay, so let's 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 deep dive into the horror a little bit. We might as well. What is your favorite horror movie? So I don't know, like you can give me three if you want. Okay, okay. So I don't know. It's like I don't know if The Shining is considered a horror movie because it I is. It is. Oh, oh, the oh there, there's, there's. It's naked, like naked lady in the tub that becomes like deceased oh. and and rotting and decaying. And then you have the twins, and then like the blood coming out the elevator. You just sit there and tell me like blood coming out the elevator isn't horror? Come on now. Okay. Come on now. And then you have Jack Nicholson sticking his head and after he acts in the door and going, here's Johnny. Like, come on, that's horror. That's horror for days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, The Shining is 100% a horror movie. Yeah. So what's really cool is, so that's like one of my favorites. And the Timberline Lodge in Oregon is the mm -hmm. outside of this uh, the Stanley Hotel. Or I, not, it's not... It's the Overlook, right? It's called the Overlook and the Shining. So that is the outside. So I've been there. And then um, there's in um, in Glacier National Park, there's Goose Island, which is, you know, when they film the beginning of it, when they're driving? Yeah. It's actually um, in Glacier National Park. So I've okay. been there and I've taken a picture there. And then I've been mm -hmm. to the 
family in Colorado. Uh So I'm like, oh, I've been to all the different like points of The Shining. So Mm -hmm. that I I love The Shining. I think I. It's a classic for sure. And what's really funny is I watched it so many times and it took me a couple watches to realize that like what it was actually about. Like, oh, yeah. It's like he, you know, what is it, like telepathic or what that he was he had the shine. Like I didn't realize that the, the shine. Like, yeah. No, you're right. Like, oh my freaking god! Like, how did I not realize that early? No, but that that's fine. Like, some movies take you a while to pro like process everything, right? And then normally, like The Shining, I watched it when I was younger, so like, of course, I'm not gonna pick up on any of that. But then when you watch it when you're older, you're like, holy fuck! Yeah, and I was. You know, and it was still a good movie both times I watched it. It's just my understanding was completely different, you know? And Dr. Sleep was really good, too. I know that. I don't know if that flopped or what, but I feel like a lot of people don't think about it. I mean, it was. I feel like maybe people weren't as excited, but I love Dr. Sleep. Like, I, I enjoyed Dr. Sleep a lot. Let's see. Let's look. Let's see. Dr. Sleep. Let's do box. Sequel. Box box office. Let's see. How much did it cost to make it? Is what I need to know. I feel like it had to be a good bit. So it's it's IMDb was seven point three out of ten. So that's actually pretty good. Rotten Tomatoes had it at seventy eight percent. So that's pretty pretty good too. For uh, a it's, yeah, for a horror movie, that's really good. Um, let's see. It says it failed at the box office, but how much did it? Oh, I got. Let's see, Doctor Doctor Sleep. Um, cost. Some movies fail at the bo- box office, but end up being like cult classics. Though I mean, is, yeah. does what happened with like I, Evil Dead? I mean, because that's another one of my favorites. Yeah. So so, um, the production. Let's see how much did it cost. The Doctor Sleep cost it was forty five million dollars mm-hmm. to to make the movie, and they grossed seventy two million point seventy two point three million, right? Mm-hmm. So your budget was like forty five to fifty five, and it made seventy two point three. So like they still made money. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't I don't know what the consideration is for a flop, right? So like when I think flop, I'm like oh. It costs you a hundred million dollars to make this movie, and you only made fifty. So, like, yeah. you lost fifty million dollars. That's a flop. If you make a a movie for fifty five million and you make seventy two point three, divide that you're still making fifty sixteen million dollars, almost twenty million dollars. Like that is a success. Yeah. Is it as good of a success as you want it to be? No. But not everybody can be like Terrifier and then just you know Terrifier two where like you're making 80 times what your budget was because it's just amazing, you know? So, like, I thought it was a good movie. Maybe the horror community doesn't love it, but, like, I liked it, so... I feel like it's one of those weird movies where it's not, like, enough gore for true horror fans. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I I definitely feel like it's a cerebral movie more than anything. There are some horrific scenes... And, like, the scene where they're fucking, like, the bad people are, are eating that little girl and her shiny, 
that's that's that that's fucking iconic. That's an icon. I would get that on a t-shirt, right? I'm gonna quote Chuddle the Pod, and like one of their their rating metrics for movies is is it t-shirtable? And a hundred percent, like Doctor Doctor Sleep is fucking t-shirtable. So like, there's some iconic imagery in that movie, and like the storyline is really good. Um, and I think it was a good sequel to The Shining, right? So I mean, yeah, I liked I liked. Yeah, ma- maybe people didn't like it, but fuck them. They don't know what they're talking about. They watched it wrong. So, or maybe you know. people didn't realize it was a sequel because it was called Dr. Sleep, or I don't know. Who knows? Mm. Possible, possible, right? Possible. Because unless you're a horror nerd, you're probably not going to know that it's a sequel. Let's give it the benefit of the doubt. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's a good movie, so whatever. And then Evil Dead is another one of my favorites. Ooh, horror. so not so like. Evil Dead's up there for me. I'm not gonna say. Let's see, do I have it? Yeah. So Evil Dead make made like my top fifteen all time. Yeah. Right. But like, like Travis and Ricky, it's higher on their list. Like it's probably top three, if not number one. So I like the um originals more than like the newer ones. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, and like Army of Darkness is really cool. I I really enjoy horror comedy. Mm-hmm, me too. Tucker and Dare versus Evil is one of my favorites. Oh, um, so good. Deadstream, Deadstream was a 2022. And Deadstream was like my my number one like favorite horror movie of 2022. Mm-hmm. So I'm all about like the horror comedies. Yeah, horror comedies are good. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of like a third. Um, like what's really high on my list? Like those are the two where I'm like I love those. Like I, you know what's funny? I feel like I a lot of I like a lot of um, quote unquote horror movies. Like mm-hmm. you know, like I like like American Psycho. Like that's not one I don't know if you would consider. I do. Yeah. So yeah. so so generally speaking, like me personally, but also the nightclub. If it's horror adjacent, then we call it horror, right? Yeah. And I'll and I'll say that. So like my all time, like my top ten all time list, like Hannibal is number eight on it. And Hannibal, yeah. some people would say it's more of a thriller, and it is a thriller. But like, I think there are some extremely horrific elements in that movie. So, like, like lambs or Hannibal? yeah, si- no, Silence of the Lambs. Oh, Silence of the Lambs is so yeah. good. It's so yeah. Good. But to me, that's a horror movie. So, like, you say what you want, but like to me, that's a horror movie. So, like my my top three. So, like my number one is basically just a classic. I could rewatch it all the time. It's Aliens, right? Oh yeah. Oh, so good. So, you know, it's it's there. Uh, number two was Terrifier two. Uh, I just fucking that movie's awesome. Number two, number two. Now look, I was like very. Uh huh. Say that again. Number one was like very disturbing. Like it was almost yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, number two was pretty disturbing, also. Like, but it wasn't. But it wasn't. Number two was more fleshed out, whereas number one, you didn't know what the fuck was coming, right? Like you, you literally watched somebody get sawed in half, yeah, and not and not in a good way. Like yeah, we're talking, no, no. we're talking, we're talking coochie down. Like that's, whoo, yeah. ooh, that's rough. I, that's rough. That made such an impression on me. Like when I saw, I couldn't watch. I was like, uh, like it really mm-hmm. freaked me out. And when the second mm-hmm. one came out, my husband's like, "Do you want to watch it?" I was like, "I don't know." But then I watched. It, I was like, "This is fucking funny." Like he's so charismatic. Like art mm-hmm. is good. Yeah. Like for for an evil person that never says anything or makes yeah. a sound, <laughs> like the the facial expressions are just amazing. Great acting. Great acting. Uh, so Terrify, I choose my number two, but my number three is more of a horror adjacent movie, and that's Seven with Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman, 
um, Kevin Spacey. Like, that's a horror adjacent movie, but there are some extreme horrific elements in that movie, right? Uh, you could call box? it a thriller. Yeah, what's in the box or just the fact that, like, he basically took some barbed wire and, like, tied a person to a chair, put a bucket under the chair, and then force-fed them until they were so fucking fat that they couldn't move. Or the complete opposite, where they starved somebody, barely kept them alive, put a bunch of fucking uh, car odor trees hanging oh. from the wall, and the guy was still alive without, like, a jaw. You know, mm -hmm. like, like yeah, that's, that's some, that's that's some fucked up shit, right? So, and that's not even, like, the worst ones. That's just some of the terrible ones. So, like, you know, um, as far as, like, horror adjacent, like, oof, that's horror to me, you know? Yeah. So I like I have an unpopular opinion. I don't like the, I really don't like the Saw movies. Really? Yeah. Um the first one I think was great. I loved yeah. it. The first one was amazing. And after that, I feel like, did we really need like what are they up to like 10 or something? Mm -hmm. Like, do we really need that many? Well, I heard 10 was good and I heard Spiral was good. I haven't seen them. I will one day, but like it's not really up there on my list. I'm kind of like you, like one was just like a game changer, right? Because it came out of nowhere, nobody was expecting it, so it was extremely popular. Um, so different, so different from yeah. anything that yeah. had been out before. Like, and that was something that was like all in like one room, pretty much. Like, yeah, right? yeah. That was it was really good, but then after that, it's like, and then they started making like hostile and hostile. I feel like I'm sorry, it's just kind of like a rip off of like Saw and yeah. Well, well, I mean, you know, Saw kind of made its own, it carved out its own little niche in in the horror community, right? Um, so like, I'm not surprised that there's 10, 11 continuing Saw movies, right? But like between one and ten, there's some not great movies in there. Um, I never really kept up with them. I, I probably watched the first four or five, and then. After that, like I just never prioritized it, right? Uh, I do want to watch Spiral, and I heard Tin was good also, so I'm I'm gonna watch him. Um, one day, or I'll say one day, like I'll probably set aside a period of time and watch them all from one to whatever's current, and just give it an overall rating, right? I did the same thing with uh, like the Scream franchise, um, the Friday the Thirteenth franchise, you know. Yeah, we'll see. So, I say that, but then there's movies like that where I. I'll watch them like there's how many movies and I don't say anything yeah. like oh, I need another one yeah. but to me some I guess because it's like uh saw is just like straight up gore like I really mm -hmm. like straight up gore movies are yeah. like to me yeah. more like, I guess Scream and Friday the 13th and all those are kind of too but they're different I don't know they sit differently in my heart than like Saw. yeah I mean Scream's more of a slasher where like Saw is heavy body like gore and then also kind of like mental fuckness right um it's definitely a different kind of horror um i don't know i'll give it a chance so like because like back in the day i used to not think that highly of like scream three or scream four yeah. and then i watched them all again and i'm like these are fucking good movies i don't know what the fuck i was thinking you know um i'm dumb this series is a 10 like <laughs> you know so it's just i want to give the Saw franchise, the benefit of the doubt, I'll sit down, I'll watch them all together, and I'll be like, hey, all together, the series is this, right? Um, re I rewatched all of, uh, like, the Resident Evil series, like, all the movies, right? Okay. So the Joe, the Joe Blow Horror Show um, this past, like, summer 
covered every single movie, like Resident Evil movie. They call it uh, Summer Under the Umbrella. So it was a fucking, like, a great uh, podcast series. If you want to listen to that, go ahead. Um, and I was on, uh, I, I think I was on the podcast for, like, the fifth movie in the installment, right? And, like, together, I, I want to, like, I think all the movies are really good. I gave all of them a 10, except for, like, maybe number four, I think yeah. it was. Um, but like together cohesively, the whole series makes sense. It gives you what you want. It adds what you need. Like it's enjoyable. And I, I suggest everyone should watch it, you know? Um, but I, I feel like when you have whole series like that, you have to kind of watch them together and see how they play wow. off of each other. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then give your overall rating, I guess you could say. You know, it's interesting. I read a, I don't know if it was, I think it was a spicy book. I can't remember now if there was spice in it, but there was a book that I read. It was definitely like a weird romance kind of book. Um, I'm trying to think of the name of it. It's over there somewhere. Okay. Um, but it was basically Saw, but mm-hmm. the girl was like the guy's psychiatrist. Uh, psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. She ended up like falling in love with him, but she was like messed up too. I forgot what she did. She did some like fucked up shit too. But she ended up like falling in love with him, and then he like basically did the saw thing to her. Oh, okay. But, but then they ended up together, and I remember mm. reading it I was like this is this is like saw, but but like a romance, like a spicy book. Mm-hmm. Really yeah. interesting. I feel like it was like mad, true, something madly, darkly, born darkly. It's born darkly. Okay. Okay. And then I think there's a second one, which I haven't read yet, but I thought that was really interesting that there was a book, romance book, kind of. Yeah, like yeah. I'm not surprised. I think if you dig deep enough, you're going to find some some crazy fan fiction on everything, right? So, yeah, absolutely. And, and there's plenty of people that aren't afraid to rehash a good idea, which yeah. I'm, not ag- I'm not against it, because I think if it's a good idea, everyone should try to, you know, make their own take on it. Yeah. Well, when I was reading that book, I was like, well, this is really cool. Like, I'm like, it is that, but she was the psychiatrist of him. And I don't know. It was, it's, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please, I forget about too is the Silent Hill movie. I like the, I like the first one. I, I think I watched the second one too. I don't, is there more than those two? I'm I, sure there is. No, I'm sure that it I, might be a trilogy. So, <laughs> Is, yeah the first one's good though like that was one though that really freaked me out like the first time i watched like i feel like that was one that i was really scared of yeah the worst movie ever for me was the grudge really like the, the yeah. original grudge yeah I feel scared like i'm still to this day scared of it like i don't know if i could watch mm-hmm. it what about like, the ring the the ring is freaky too like it scared those movies scared the shit out of me, but the grudge, I think it was like my age at the time. Mm-hmm. I think it like I feel like I was trying yeah. to Oh yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> so still like when when I hear people go like uh or do that noise, like I'm like, shut up, like stop. <laughs> really scares me. Yeah, man. Yeah. But the ring isn't isn't as scary as the grudge. There's something about that movie that I'm still to this day so just like no. I don't know. It was just the concept of of the ring. It's like, man, you watch this fucking VHS. You don't even have to watch it all the way through. You just start watching it, and a week later, this bitch is gonna get you, unless you solve the riddle. And then, even if you solve the riddle, 
if someone else watches that tape, they have to solve it too, or they're getting fucked. Like it's just it's crazy. You know, what was the actress? Was it Amber Amber Tam- Tamblin or whatever? The one that was like in the closet where she had like the she was stuck with Oh like, yeah, yeah. I don't remember her like the actress's name, but like so yeah. 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 There's a picture it was of awesome her, though. Like next to the dummy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like even looking at that picture, I'm like, that's I'm scared. <laughs> There's a really good like fake fake corpse. Like they did a good job with it for sure. Oh yeah. So what is like the movie that scared you the most? Like what still like are you like traumatized from? Or or no? So it's I, I don't I don't know. So like when I was younger, the thing that scared me was actually like uh an episode of like the X Files. Ooh, yeah. Right. Okay. So like the X the X Files is kind of what got me when I was younger, right? So like there was two episodes. So one was like the black goo episode where like there's just black goo that fucking takes over you kind of shit. Yeah. And then the other one was like they were in the woods and there was some kind of fucking bug that would just cocoon everybody in web. Mm-hmm. And like that just freaked me the fuck out. Cause like we would go, um my grandpa had like a camp, like a, a old uh like house in the woods. It was a camp. Uh, we called the fishing camp and we'd go out there sometimes. And I mean, we had electricity and, and like bathrooms, but it, there was no TV. There was no phone. Like uh, we would play board games and we would hang outside, play outside. But like we were like, I'm going to get cocooned. <laughs> yeah, we'd be there all weekend. And then like it was supposed to rain or some shit. So like everyone in, in the camp was taking a nap and I was the only one awake. And I was just sitting there outside listening to fucking bugs and it's about to start raining and it's just creepy as fuck. And I'm just like, I'm about to, I'm about to get fucking cocooned. Like this is some fucked up shit. Like just scared, you know, scared or whatever. And then of course, like not that my dad was mean or anything, but he'd fucking like kind of play into it a little bit. Like the, the, the ties in the woods are going to come get you, you know? Uh, so like fucking, you know, stuff like that. I love I mean, that style. Yeah, I mean the X Files is a great is a great series. Um I could see like being younger and getting traumatized by some of them. Yeah, yeah. I was extremely young when I watched it. So like I re- I remember watching like from Dust Till Dawn at one point. And when I was young and like I was young enough to where like my dad was like, turn your head. Yeah. You know, because like I mean Salma Hayek's like, you know, showing the good like some of the goods or whatever. And and so like yeah. turn turn my head for a little while, turn back, you know. Um but, but like that movie never scared me. Like it never really stayed with me. You know, like the X Files did. Um, From Dust Till Dawn is such a good movie. Oh, it's such a great movie. Like I, I love that movie. Yeah, I, but it's, I, it's not scary. No, but it's it's like almost like two movies in one because it kind of starts off as a like a a, a semi like heist hostage movie. And then turns into a fucking like a vampire movie, right? Like Tarantino was fucking. I mean, it's it's the thing that he cut his teeth on, really. If you want to, you know, get with yeah. it, like that's that's what kind of put him on the map. Uh, was that movie? You um, know what I love about him? I love that huh? he doesn't hide his foot fetish. No, I mean, in almost every movie that he's part of, like like Uma Thurman, uh, Salma Hayek, like 
he had no issue with like, hey, your feet, you know. <laughs> so I love that he doesn't hide um, it. It's funny because like I was watching, I just watched a uh, Kill Bill again recently, and I like yeah. now that then he has like this weird foot fetish. I was like watching, I was like, I'm like, I love that he just puts it out there. Like, yeah, I fucking love feet. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, whatever, whatever floats your boat, right? Like, um. Oh yeah, I thought it was hilarious. And then, well, like what I like about Tarantino is, first off, like the over the top like blood splatter is always just fun, right? Um, and I mean, yeah, his movies are definitely like narrative driven, uh, but he's not afraid to just go there, right? So like, Inglorious Bastards is probably one of my favorite movies from him. I mean, Dust of Dawn's up there. Django is fucking amazing, but like, yeah. you know, like, uh, fucking Lieutenant Aldo's like. You know, you're part of my company. Like, I demand a hundred fucking Nazi scalps, and you will get me my goddamn scalps. You know, like, like just doing fucked up shit. Like, you know, like the Jew bear and just bashing someone in the face with a bat. Like, you know, and then you look at Django, and he's like, "Look, Leo, you you have to be racist as fuck, and then like you're gonna say the n word a lot, and then you have Jamie Fox that's sitting there." Um, and then you have Samuel L. Jackson, who is like the head, the head house, you know, what they call him. I don't I'm not going to say it. Obviously, I don't believe in using that word. Um, but, uh, you know, and like him playing. And I love Samuel L. Jackson because as, as good of an actor as he is and as well, like he has all the notoriety. Right. He's one of the best actors to ever do it. Uh, but Samuel Samuel L. Jackson will take on roles just because they're different or interesting to them. To him, yeah. right? And not yeah. not to say like he doesn't get paid for him, but like he doesn't really care about the money. He cares more about like okay, well, what, like what kind of role is this? You know, it's different, it's unique. So yeah. like him, him playing that old crotchety guy who hates black people. I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. damn son, you know. And then like you watch like the behind the scenes of them talking about it, and like Jamie Fox tells the story about how like Leo is really struggling with like saying the n-word and being racist and how like samuel jackson like like n-word this is just another day for us like this is just another tuesday you know and then like him pulling him aside and be like look you need to get in the right headspace like you hate us we are not people we are property and like him saying that like leo came in the next day like in character and like would not talk to them and just had like a disdain for them you know amazing acting amazing acting right um, because yeah. we all know, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure Leo's not like racist or anything like that, yeah. right? Um, uh, and but, but I love, yeah, he's a good guy, and like, but I love Tarantino pushing the envelope. And some people tried to like poo poo on Tarantino, but oh, he might be racist or this shit. Like, no, he's not. Like, he he is pushing an extremely crazy movie, but like, all of that is probably very realistic for those times, right? If you're a plantation owner in the South during that time, you're probably a piece of shit. You probably use all of that terminology. You probably treat black people the same way that he, Leo's character, treats them in that movie. So, like, you're very ignorant. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think Tarantino just didn't pull any punches and people didn't like that. And I'm like, look, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Like, this is a historical thing that, like, it's terrible, but it needs to be seen so we don't forget that it's fucking terrible. Yeah. Right. so we don't repeat shit too. Like yes, like, but people don't like to be made uncomfortable. I feel like, and that's where like that was different too, where it makes you uncomfortable. Well, it like 
I get it. You know, there's some things maybe you don't want to see, uh, you know, that that aligns with your beliefs or, or or whatever the fuck. But like, I don't think you should get rid of it, right? Um, yeah. you know, and, and not to like be like, oh, cancel culture and all this other shit. But like, I mean, they they block out like sections of Huckleberry Finn, what? but because there's like comments in them that are are perceived as racist, you know. Uh, yeah, but yeah. books and stuff like books should be la- like if you're against things like like if you're against like banning books and stuff like that, then you should be against stuff like that. Like let them look. Let well, books- but that that's the hypocrisy of it. It's fucking hilarious because they'll sit there and be like, oh, no, the southern states are banning these books. But then also like edit all these older books mm-hmm. to take out all the racial potential racial slurs because not all of them are racial slurs, but they're like questionable, you know? And it's like, okay, so you're against banning books, but you're not against editing them and just completely erasing, like, how people talked back then or how they thought back then. Like, you know. When it comes to books, like, I feel like let you let, let books be. Like, if you're, if you're, you can't uh, be like, well, just ban some books and not, uh, not well, other. You know what I mean? Like, you don't ban verbiage. Like, you look at that verbiage and you can go, oh, that's fucked up. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, my thing is, if the book was written in, like, 1800. Yeah. Why are you changing it? Yeah. Leave it like that. It was written in 1800. We should all understand that a book is written in 1800, and that's that's the time, right? Now, if you write a book in 2023, dropping the end bomb and, and being <laughs> racist as fuck, then yeah, I'm not going to want that to fly, and nobody worth a damn is going to want that to fly, right? But like, like now versus the 90s, like I go back and I watch some 90s movies and some of the terminology that they use. I'm like, oh, my God. Like even. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's some problematic stuff. There's some problematic stuff. Like I'm not going to. But at the same time, if it's comedy. I'll give it a pass. And yeah. and, and I'll, I'll say like, and don't get me wrong. There's some things you probably shouldn't talk about or say. But I feel like if you're doing comedy, it's either all or nothing. We're not playing favorites here, right? Is there a time and a place? Sure. Should you make a 9-11 a joke on like 9-12 the day after it happened? Probably not. But here we are 20-something years later. So if you make a 9-11 joke, I'm going to laugh at it, right? Yeah. So stuff like that, right? Comedy is different. I feel there's just some, like, like some of the 90s stuff, like even when it comes to like, like fat jokes and stuff where you're like, oh, oh my gosh, like that's horrendous. Well, Fat jokes, sexist jokes, like, I actually kind of, like, I would get mad at, like, just the way they would portray, like, the typical guy back then, some horny fucking asshole who treats women like shit. It's like, oh, yeah, sure, because all men are just fucking dogs, right? Like, that's all we ever are. And, and like, it's very typecast, right? And, and like, I get it. Back back then, it was kind of ridiculous, and some people did think that way, but it's just like, all right. It's like, all right, you know? (laughs) It's yeah. like, let's clean it up a bit. Let's let's stop with like the rapey shit. Like that's fucked up, you know. <laughs> and it's weird. Well, I guess really now that's what like almost 20, 24 years ago, but it doesn't feel that long ago. But yeah, you know, yeah. You look back at stuff, and it's like there was like an episode of like I think it was like Sex in the City where they were like picking on one of the girls for having like a fat stomach, and when you watch it, you're like. <sighs> What are they even talking about? And they're like, ew, did you see her stomach? Why does she why does she have an out? She doesn't even like have a stomach. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is why we all have like complexes. Like, damn. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I mean, that show, yeah, I mean, that show is not grounded in reality to begin with. It's like, oh, you're these rich bitches in New York that, like, just judge everybody in your high society. And it's like, all right, then. All right, then. You know? And, like, yeah. look, I get it. It's a show. And, and shows are going to cater to certain ideals, right? And, I mean, back then it was plus size used to be, like, what we would consider skinny today. Yeah, like, you know? Yeah, like <laughs> or just normal. So it's it's crazy how that goes, and then like, I mean, my, my wife was a huge like Sex in the City fan, and we watched. I think I watched. We watched the movie with her in theaters or whatever, and I'm like, okay, like I get it. I, I see why why you like it. Like it's not for me because I'm just not into drama and gossip, and like like inconsequential shit. You know? Yeah, I was never into that. <laughs> so. So, but then, like, she started watching because they read, like, they they started Sex in the City back up, right? Um, I think in the last couple of years, and like, Carrie is married to Big or whatever the fuck, and he he dies of a heart attack, so she's having a crisis and just trying to like muddle her way through that. And then it's like, I think the like the last movie I watched the like the red haired chick, um was like a high powered loss like lawyer or something and her husband like owned a bar and like her husband cheated on her because like she hadn't touched him in six months which that doesn't excuse the act but just like he fucked up and he made a mistake and he told her and he was sorry and like they went through all this counseling and everything until finally like she forgave him and and they were back together right and then like you cut to like this new season of sex in the city and she leaves him to go be like a lesbian with like a black professor. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, like, like, are, are we, like, are we just going full woke now? Like, I don't. Is that actress? <laughs> I think that actress might actually be lesbian in real life, isn't she? She might. I don't, I don't know. I, I have no idea. I can find out. Might be. Uh, sex and city cast. Or uh, and I think she has a transgender child. Cynth- see Cynthia Nixon. Uh, yeah, she has a. Well, she might have. Let's see. Did she have a transgender child in the show? Or I think she has one in real life. A trans. I think she might have one in real life. Um, yeah. her, so I- she she does have a wife. Yeah. Uh, so she is she is lesbian now. Like the wife does look very mannish, so I'm not saying trans, but like definitely more of like a a manly, manlier role, I guess you could say. Whatever. Uh, but maybe they have a transgender child. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Let's see. Um, they have two boys now. If they're transgendered or not, I have no idea. I think one. If it's not in the show, then there. Then she has one in real life. Okay. Yeah. So. So her. Her. Yeah, her eldest child is transgender. Is because I so, know she has a lot of ad advocacy. Yeah, I yeah. So her, so her oldest child is is a trans man. So I think that's so, why so too. It they probably did a lot of that was because it was like reflection in like her own. Life. Yeah, which which I get that, but like I just think it's a, like a huge like you had such progression at the end of this fucking movie, and then you just threw it away as soon as you started the season back up. It's like. What's going on here? You know, it's like, come on, man. And so, like, and like, obviously, I didn't watch the series, but like, I saw that part, and I was like, 
And this is why I don't watch these things because just know, right? Like to Those just to quote, like yeah, yeah, just to quote like the 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 South Park episode that we were talking about the other night, where it's like, where like Disney's like, we got to make everything a w- female and gay, make everything female and gay, everything, <laughs> you know. And like the whole episode is like they replace all the South Park characters with like people who are the complete opposite of them. So like, yeah. like Cartman is a a black woman. Yeah, I feel like in Cartman the episode. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But just like you know, it's like it's hilarious. But like they're just you know, like South Park does is they'll do a commentary on on whatever's happening in the world and like. And like that's that's what they were saying, and I was just like, man, sometimes it feels like that when you watch these movies, like forced, and like it's kind of forced, right? Like, look, yeah, I have I have gay friends, I have a trans friend, like I am not against that, like I'll be whoever you want to be, I want you to be happy, right? Not against it, but also like it's not that common, yeah, right? And when I watch every when every movie I watch has like. Oh, this straight mother who now becomes gay and then she's trans and then like I'm like, that's that doesn't really happen. Like generally speaking, you probably know what you are before you're at that age. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like like okay, sure, it can happen. And I'm sure it has happened. But like it happens with like every other character in this show. Yeah. In this one show. And then another show has it, and it's the same thing. I'm like, all right, all right now. Like, are we being realistic or are we just trying to cater to a certain populace? Well, it is nice to see so much um, diversity in shows now. Like, and even like seeing actors that might not be necessarily pretty or handsome, too, I think is is nice to see. Because I feel like everybody used to be like, it's just perfect and beautiful. And now you see a lot of people are more realistic, right? Yeah. Yeah, a lot more realistic, and, and I'm all like, I don't have any issues with diversity. Um, I think there's some things where like you need to cast a certain person, but like for the most part, give it to the best actor. Yeah. Right. But if you're doing a biography on fucking George Washington, and you you decide to hire Muhammad Ali to play George Washington, I'm probably gonna have a problem with that, right? Yeah. Like, well, let's, like, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like when there are roles for that when there are roles that are like um like say a gay person and they put like a straight person in a gay role i mean people get upset yeah. about that yeah right? yeah so. yeah well and even like because you'll hear the complaining about like whitewashing with like egyptian movies back in the day right oh and, and like we're playing cleopatra and stuff yeah yeah but but i mean like it just depends so like because cleopatra was not really egyptian right like she was Greek. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so Cleopatra wasn't really Egyptian. She wasn't she wasn't black by any standard. Like she she was Greek. She married a pharaoh and then like went about her business, right? And what a lot of people don't understand is like Egypt Egypt back in the day was a metropolis of like four different like major cultures all like mashed into that one area, right? Yeah. So like you had like the white Greeks and the black Egyptians and the, and the tan Egyptians and like all these other people all mixing together. So like you could be white and be Egyptian depending on what your heritage, like your, you know, your background or your, your history is. So like Cleopatra was, was definitely not 
like a traditional Egyptian person. So like she could be played by anybody. Now, yeah. with that being said, if you're playing like King Tut and you look like a, a ginger on a sunny day, like <laughs> yeah, I'm pro- like yeah. Yeah, I'm probably but yeah. I'm probably gonna have an issue with that, right? Like let's let's have some historical accuracy if yeah. we're doing that kind of movie. Now, if you're doing like a multiverse thing and yeah. and in this multiverse we have white Egyptians and we have you know, Middle Eastern looking Irish people. Cool. Like I'm down with that. Like let yeah. let your imagination go wild. But like if we're gonna do like Bridgerton, like obviously in yeah. this time, yeah, like, yeah. This yeah. Of, you know, yeah. 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 And like Bridgerton, like that's fine. Hey, I'm all about that. But yeah. I'm saying, like, if we're doing a biography where it's literally a historically based movie and you're not yeah. even being historically accurate, like I don't like that. Yeah. I'm not gonna like it. So other than that. All the diversity in the world. Give it to the best actors possible. Like, that's where I'm at. Like, yeah, I don't like, care who plays it as long as they play it well. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. No, I totally get that. All right. Doing this. Mm-hmm. We are back. Obviously, we had another bio break, and uh, y'all weren't here to listen to it. So, hi. Jokes on you. Uh-huh. So yeah, yeah, we had some fun and fun and interesting conversations for sure. <laughs> so all right, so we've covered DBS and you writing a book and acting and favorite horror movies. I want to ask you uh, a question. Go ahead. What's your favorite movie? Period. All time. <laughs> this is gonna be funny. Um, all time. It is probably Forrest Gump. Oh, Forrest Gump is such a good one. So, like, I just, it doesn't matter if it's, like, 30 minutes in, the last five minutes. If it's on TV, which, I mean, it's not like I really watch TV because it's mostly streaming services, right? But, like, if Forrest Gump is on, it, it just it's just going to stay on. And it doesn't matter what part it is. And there's never a moment where I will start watching it and, like, get tired of it ever. Ever. Yeah, such a good movie. So you know, Dan ice cream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Lieutenant Dan, ice cream. <laughs> I got shot in the buttocks. You know, yeah. like fucking. Just, oh yeah, it's such a ridiculous movie and just awesome and like so just clever. You know, like it's it's such a clever movie because they're like we're just gonna install this guy who just happens to be a part of like every major event over like the course of his life up until. You know, he's in his 30s, you know? So, like, he wins a national championship for fucking Alabama and then, like, joins the military, goes to Vietnam, gets a Purple Heart, meets the president, meets the president again, meets the president again. Yeah. (laughs) Meets John Lennon. Like, just ridiculous stuff like that. And and the whole time, like, runs for three years straight, helps make the Walmart logo. Yeah. Helps make the bumper stickers. Shit happens. Like, just ridiculous things. Like, starts a shrimping boat company. Sucks ass. Becomes a billionaire. Like, invest in Apple products. Becomes a billionaire again. You know, like, it's ridiculous. It's, it's so just fun, though. And Tom Hanks did a really good job, I think, at playing that character without overdoing it. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Well, well. Or being offensive. Like, in in the words of Tropic Thunder, you never go full retard, right? Yeah. 
like John <laughs> Trop <laughs> Tropic you could you could argue Tropic Thunder has some problematic things in it, but they're all amazing. Um but like I think there's something to be said about like acting and and playing someone who is special needs and not pushing that envelope too far, right? Yeah, doing it um, in a very respectful way. Yes, do it in a respectful way. Um like Rain Man was was a good movie, right? Yeah. And and I think it was an accurate portrayal of somebody who could have been on the spectrum, right? Um I don't know, I'm having a hard time of of like really listing someone who's like a terrible example of that. Um, well, even Gilbert Grape was kind of like a little too much, maybe a little bit over the top. But he was, but man, really that was young. such great. That was such great acting on Leo's yeah, part, though. He was really but, young, but like I can young. agree with that. It was a little over the top, right? Um, so like, yeah, I definitely well, think like for the times that it was from the times that it was in, I think it probably wasn't too much. Or like now we now that we like know a little bit more, and yes, you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's so funny how like there's plenty to complain about about society, but I think we've definitely gotten like more empathetic on the whole. Yeah. You know, even with like the ignorant masses, I guess you can say, right? Because I mean, we both live in the South, so like I, I'm sure we've dealt with some crazy ass people, but like even like the extreme racists will be nice to like the autistic people. Yeah. So I think we're I think we're making progress. It's just. Slower than we would like, I guess you could say. <laughs> you know, I feel like personally, social media has helped a lot with things like that because you're meeting people and seeing people that you wouldn't maybe normally see in in everyday life, or you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you you might go your whole life without like having to deal with certain situations or people, and then now you can actually just see it day to day, TikTok, one yeah. minute video, you know. And you're like, oh, fuck, yeah, that's fucked up. Like, why would I be mean to this person? That makes no sense. You know, and then there's also just some people who, like, don't give a shit. But, like, yeah, that's true. fuck them people, <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> kind of how I feel about it. Like, well, like, I mean, I try to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. But, like, if you fuck me over, you fuck me over. Like, it's done with. Like, I'm, I don't, I'm not going to hate you, but, like, I also just don't want anything to do with you, you yeah. know? Yeah. So... They're still talking. Okay. Um, so like what's your favorite non-horror movie? My favorite is Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh, nice. Okay, that's a good movie. I like it. I like it. Yes, I'm very into like Hunter S. Thompson, period. Like I have all his books. I love him. I love him as a person. Um the book fear and loathing in las vegas is amazing um but that happened like i saw that movie in a time in my life where i started getting into a lot of things like that mm -hmm. i feel like um it's very true to to things like that yeah <laughs> and um i don't know i just love i love it like when i watch it it just gives me all these like like i feel like i sit there like mm -hmm. the whole time watching it you know yeah have you have you ever seen the movie or read the book, uh, The Perks of Being a Wallflower? Um, I've seen the movie, but I don't really remember it too much, and I have not. Mm -hmm. So that's probably like one of my guilty pleasures, uh, to watch every once in a while. It's a very serious movie in a lot of aspects. Um, but it's a very like coming of age, like teenagery movie. But it just hits home. So like it's, it's based on a book, 
And the book um, is the published works of um, like the main character of the book. And then in the movie, uh, they write these letters to like this random person. I don't, I can't remember if it was specifically sent to someone, but like this person would just send these letters um, kind of like a diary almost to this, this address. And it goes over a certain period of, of time in their life, explaining like what they're going on, like what's what they're going through, what they're dealing with and stuff like that. And if the book's accurate, which I'm not, I haven't really checked into it. Uh, the person that these letters were sent to eventually like made this book and published it oh. um, for people to read. So when you read the book, the book is like a series of letters. Yes. That. Yes. It's interesting. It's a different kind of read, but I enjoyed it. Um, mm -hmm. so I mean, I, I don't really give a shit if I sp I spoil the movie. I, I won't give away everything, but like, so the book surrounds like um this guy, I say guy, boy that that is a, like a freshman in high school, like he's just starting in high school. Um, like his sister's a senior. Um, he doesn't really have any friends. Um, and it's just him kind of trying to struggle with like finding people, right? That he just having a friend, just trying to socialize, right? So like he really enjoys writing, uh, and he likes reading books. So like he kind of makes a friend with his English teacher, and his English teacher just would give him like books to read, and then he would write papers on those books just out of fun, basically. And then like his his teacher would probably give him like bonus points or some shit like that, but like. Um, his teacher would encourage him to like put himself out there and like talk to people, different things like that. So he makes friends with like quote unquote the oddballs of the school, right? But like they're all seniors, right? Uh, and he's a freshman, so like he's trying to fit in with them. He has a crush on this girl who's played by um Hermione. Emma Watson. Yeah, yeah, Hermione, Emma Watson, right? Um, and like one of his friends is um Ezra Miller. And he plays like a closeted gay. Well, actually, he's openly gay, but he has like a secret relationship with like the star quarterback of the football team that nobody knows is gay, right? And he's trying to navigate all these these like difficult social situations. And he's extremely awkward, which you could probably even say he might have been like slightly autistic. Which, if if you haven't already watched the movie, maybe you would think that. But honestly, that's not quite it. So, um, which I guess I'll spoil that too. Um, so, like, later in the movie, he goes through, uh, like, he dates one of the girls in, like, the friends group. And, like, initially, like, he was okay with dating her, but he had a crush on, like, a different girl in the friends group. And so, like, he dates this girl, and then he just kind of finds out that, like, she just annoys the ever-living shit out of him, and he doesn't really like her. But he doesn't know how to break up with her. Yeah. So, he's just, like, because she would just call, she would call him. And then, like, talk to him for hours, but he would never get to say one word because she would just not shut up, right? So it was like a one-sided relationship, you know? Um, and, like, I don't know. I guess she was just learning how she was because, like, she was a Buddhist, and then she was, like, an anarchist and all this other shit. So, like, it's just kind of, you know, wild. So, like, they're that dating. Huh? So that sounds like me growing up. Oh, haha, that's funny. Um. <laughs> So, but like, so he has this crush on like Emma, Emma Watson's character and like one night they're just playing truth or dare and they're like, um, like truth, who's like the most beautiful girl in the room. And like, he doesn't say his girlfriend, he says Emma Watson. So then like that puts a schism in the friends group. 
So like they basically shun him and like, hey, like we probably shouldn't talk to you, like talk to us for a while, you know, because obviously like his now ex-girlfriend, I mean, she's been part of that French group since like grade school, you know, so they're going to be like, hey, like, sorry, but we can't talk to you. So like he kind of tailspins from that. And then um, his friend that was gay, him and like his boyfriend get found by his boyfriend's dad and his boyfriend's dad beats the ever living shit out of his boyfriend. So then they kind of break up and then like his friend's boyfriend starts treating his friend like shit, calls him queer, like during lunch. And then like, so his gay friend like starts to fight him, but then he's a football player. So his football friends like gang up on the guy, start beating the crap out of him. So the main main character, I think his name's Charlie, uh, jumps in and beats the fuck out of all of them, like punches all of them, saves his friend. So like him and the gay friend are starting to like be cool again and talk. And then he starts going to like parties and stuff. But then he takes, I think he takes like LSD or something. Like and it's like the winter, and um, he takes LSD. So he ends up outside, like making a snow angel in the snow, and then just like laying there for hours. To the point where, like, the police find him, call his parents, and he had blacked out. So then what you learn is, is for a while, he would have these blackout moments where he would just black out and then come to. Um, and then as the movie progresses and he's dealing with all this shit, um, like, he gets extremely depressed. And then, like, there's a scene where, like, he calls his sister at her friend's house. And uh, he's like, it's, it's like, it's not my fault what happened to my, like, our aunt. So, like... His aunt had gotten uh, killed in a car crash when he was younger while she was out getting like getting him a Christmas present. Right. So he kind of blamed himself for it. Um, but like so he kind of goes into a tailspin over that. And then like so his sisters like called 911. So they get there and like he didn't hurt himself, but he ends up in a mental institution. And like because he has a psychiatric break, right, a breakdown. Um, and at that point, like all his friends like went off to college so he's by himself so he doesn't have anybody to turn to and like so he goes to this mental hospital and then you you also find out earlier in the film like his one friend that he had growing up committed suicide like the year before so like all that goes into a tailspin and then while he's at the mental hospital you find out that his his aunt was like sexually abusing him as a kid yeah yeah so like while he's in the mental institution like he comes to terms with that, tells his therapist, his therapist tells his parents, you know, and he has to yeah. deal with all that shit. Right. So then like, it kind of goes from there. And then like, that's why you learned that like he has these blackouts because yeah. he kept like, he was trying to cope with the fact that he was being abused, but he also blamed himself for his aunt's death. And like, he couldn't come to terms with those two things. Cause he kind of hated her, but he loved her at the same time, you know? Um, so like very like hard hitting movie. You know, yeah. but with some growing stuff. Um, but like his friends kind of support him and then him and like Emma Watson end up kind of dating towards the end, stuff like that, you know. Yeah. Um I remember when that movie came out, I I just uh like I feel like I watched it. It's something I probably have to go back and like rewatch, you know. It's a good movie. And like I said, it's one of my guilty pleasures. I'll watch it every once in a while. Um they do like a reenactment of the Rocky Horror Picture Show in it. So that's oh. cool too. Cool. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, but like that's probably one of my other like favorite non horror movies. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I definitely got to do it like a rewatch on that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But Forrest Gump is a good one. 
Oh yeah, I'll I'll forever watch Forrest Gump. So I could throw the Green Mile in there too. That's a great movie. I was trying to think of like my another one of my like favorite non horror movies, but my mind's just like <laughs> man. Like look, I've I've probably forgotten more movies that I've watched. You know, yeah. um, I mean, like I I love like action movies, sci fi movies. So like, but like old school action, like Top Gun. I watched yeah. Top Gun. Tom Cruise cool with it um tombstone with val kilmer and, and like russell uh not russell, what's his Crow? name yeah russell no not russell crow it's a uh, what's his name oh kurt russell there you go kurt russell not oh, russell crow kurt russell um yeah. tombstone is like an excellent movie that's probably like val kilmer's best performance ever as doc holiday um love, love that movie oh i love val kilmer yeah, it's kind of sad. Batman. He's your favorite Batman. Okay, that's cool. I don't, I don't know if I know who my favorite Batman is. I don't know. They're all pretty. Honestly, they're all pretty good. Like, yeah, I know people will probably be like me. Like, even George Clooney was a good Batman. Sorry, people. Yeah, well, you know, I, I think I think some some of the actors for Batman play a better Bruce Wayne than they do a Batman. Yeah, but like they're still Batman. They still play it. Like you know, Michael Keaton's Batman wasn't terrible either. Michael Keaton's Batman was really good. You yeah. know what was surprisingly like very good was Robert mm. Pattinson. So like I don't know why people don't like him. Like I liked I liked I liked Robert Pattinson's Batman. So Batman- like Yeah, like I, I get I, I get why some people don't like it, but like I like the overall it had kind of like a noir feel to it. Yeah. You know, and I think like if you watched um Batman uh, like growing up, because I mean, you and I are about the same age. So, like Saturday Martin cartoons, watching Batman the series, like I felt like it was like that, right? Because he had the computer, but like it was still kind of old school computer. But like he had the big ass giant keyboard, and like the technology was very like noir, nineteen fifties, but also like current day. Um, Gotham in general is kind of like that. Like I feel like Batman is like that. It's like, like well, that, a- well, that's what I'm saying. To to me, it reminded me of the Batman I grew up with on the animated series, right? Not the movies, but like the animated series itself. So like I felt like they did a good job, and I mean, Robert Pattinson's performance was good. Um, but I mean I the Riddler's love- the Riddler's performance in that was amazing, and also um, uh, what's his name that played as a uh, did he play as the penguin? Uh no, who did Colin Farrell play as in that movie? Oh, was was it the penguin? Penguin. No, yeah. It? Yeah. It yeah. And I, I think I think they're gonna have like an offshoot either series or movie of Colin Farrell as the penguin and huh. his like rise to power. So like I would love to see a continuation of, of like that Batman series. I don't know if they're gonna do one. Um but sure. like I like the that they there's like the one Nirvana song, something in the way. I love that yeah. they Played that throughout the it was like Ave Maria and something in the way were like the two mm-hmm. songs that they played like consistently through that movie and I love like that it's just yeah like, yeah but I mean I I enjoyed the movie because I mean it was very I think it was very true to like what Batman was you know yeah. which while yeah. Robertson I think I think in this one like Patterson was like a really good Batman yeah. I'm not gonna say he wasn't a terrible Bruce Wayne. But in this movie, you don't really see the because this is the beginning of Batman, kind of. You know, like I, I hate that they keep redoing the 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 like 
the this is the origin story, you know. So they kind of skipped over the origin story aspect of things, but it was still like a young Batman before he embraces the Bruce Wayne persona, which yeah. is like rich playboy philanthropist, you know, because the real person is Batman. Like Batman is who he is. Bruce Wayne is the the character that he plays. Um I- like if I have to see one more time, like his mother's pearls, like scattered. yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I, well, I'm just, I'm just like, tired oh. of the origin stories. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, I'm tired of seeing Batman and Superman. Like, I love those characters, but it's like you have an entire comic universe of heroes, and yeah. you keep just redoing the same ones. And I know they're popular, and I know people are gonna watch those movies. But fuck it, give me something else, and I guarantee you, you're gonna make money on it. Yeah, you know, like I don't need to see Justice League rebooted three times because y'all suck ass at at <laughs> at like making a movie franchise. The DC, the DCU is just garbage. It's so sad that like DC can't like for some reason put out. So like a- so well, like DC's really good at TV stuff, right? So like the Flash, Green Arrow on TV. And even I think Superwoman were like very good. Um, I think Gotham, like the the TV show Gotham, is really really liked by like DC Universe people. But like it's just they can't get their movies right. And not even like their animated movies are good. It's just their fucking like live action movies. They just and they just fucked up because like first off, Henry Cavill should have just stayed as Superman. Yeah. He played a great Superman. Everybody loved him. Honestly, I don't think Ben Affleck was a bad Batman either. I liked his Batman. And I liked his Alfred. Like, I thought that was a good thing to do. Now, I didn't like, like, the Batman versus Superman and, like, the Martha scene. It was just stupid. But, like, Martha, how do you know that name? It's like, okay, y'all are just fucking ridiculous now. Okay, like, all right. And then, like, how are you going to have a Justice League without, like, the Green Lantern or Martian Manhunter? It just doesn't make sense, you know? So, like, there's... They just took it the wrong way. Like, and, and honestly, like the Aquaman movies are doing all right. They're good. They're not like, great, but like the Harley Quinn movies, like were like Bird of Prey was, so, really good, but it didn't do good, right? It didn't do good. I I thought Bird of Prey was like okay. I thought the first one was better. Like Suicide Squad was really like I liked Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad flopped, didn't it? It did. So like the only redeeming qualities of Suicide Squad was like. Harley Quinn and then Will Smith's uh Deadshot were actually pretty good. Yeah. But like the movie itself was kind of meh. Uh Birds of Prey was I liked Birds of Prey, but it was also just meh. Like it's a take like I'm never I'm never gonna watch Birds of Prey again. Yeah, that's true. I guess if I never saw it again, I wouldn't be like boohoo Mickey Mouse Club. Like I wouldn't really care, you know. Yes, exactly. And I think that's that's kind of where it's at. Um like I liked Aquaman one, and I think Aquaman two is going to be good. Like I saw the preview for it, I think it's going to be good. Um, I think they're going to do well with that. But yeah. like the Flash movie, I heard it was good, but I heard it also was just, just wasn't great. This you last know? this last one, people yeah. were like joking, like, "Oh, somebody broke into my car and stole my my Flash tickets." Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I think, I think like the, that, yeah, know, I think people are just tired. I think people are just tired of the bullshit. Like. Like, let's make one universe. Like, let's stick to it. Why do y'all keep having issues? Like, why is it Marvel can fucking throw together a 22-movie series that ended on a great climax? And, like, 
did the damn thing, but y'all keep rushing this shit. And it's not that they aren't making money. Like, I don't want to say Disney isn't successful because they're making money off of these movies. But, like, the amount of money you can make could be so much more. Marvel is so weird because they just, like, shit out a movie and people, like, love it. But DC just cannot seem to do anything. So, well, yeah. Well, I think think now, like, Marvel's starting to, like, go down. Yeah. Um... After the climax of like the original 22 movies, I think people were just like, all right, we're done with this for now. And then that's when Marvel's like, we're just going to keep throwing these things out. And like, again, I don't want to like shit on the like the PC woke agenda or anything like that. But it's like Marvel went hardcore into the like strong female lead. We're going to put a bunch of strong women together. And it's like, I don't mind seeing it. But like also... Why don't we get like some diversity? Like, why does it always just have to be like, why can't you throw in some other characters or just have a series based on other characters? Right. So the one, what was it like? One of the last like Marvel movies where like all the, it was so forced and weird where like yeah. all the girls like banded together and it was like, <laughs> you're all yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So like, um, like that normally doesn't really bother me. Like I'm like, I, like cool, like whatever. But when I saw that, I laughed and I was like, this is so forced and weird. And like that, like, like the, when people say like the woke stuff, it kind of makes me like, yeah, I, I, I don't really care. Like, I, like I'm cool with things like that. Yeah. But that personally for me was like, this is gross. Like this feels. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, like I, I don't, I want it to be authentic, right? If yeah. you're gonna if you're gonna beat me over the head with it, then you're just gonna piss me off. Yeah. If it's authentic, if it's if it's natural, if it feels natural, great. I like okay, this is normal life. We're gonna treat this like normal life because it is. But when you treat it like it if, when you put it on a pedestal and you treat it like it's this grand amazing thing, that's when I'm like, no, fuck you. Like, look, I'm all about having things be natural. Right. It's natural to have a gay person in my life. It's natural to have strong women in my life. That's not what bothers me. What bothers me is you're putting it on a fucking pedestal and you're trying to get me to worship it. And and I'm not going to do that. Like really weird moment. And like, yeah, like uh, I mean, like Wanda and herself is like fucking badass. You, like, it's yeah. just weird. They, it was like they all looked at each other like <laughs> we're girls. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah, it was just it was just over the top and they slapped you in the face with it and nobody liked it. And I'm like, I don't hate those characters. I just hate that like y'all felt the need to do this. And you're obviously doing it just to cater to an audience so you can make more money. It's not even genuine. You're just doing it so nobody slaps you with the PC agenda. Like that's what bothers me. Not like <laughs> one of the girls like run up and do something. I probably wouldn't even have thought anything of it. It was just that they all kind of like looked at each other like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So weird. It was really ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, now I will say, like, I liked Marvel's um, like the Loki series is great. Loki's is so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked One Division. To me, was really good. I really I like Wanda. I, I liked WandaVision too. I thought it was really good. Um, I also liked Moon Knight. I, I haven't watched that one yet. So I think is Moon Knight DC? It might be DC. It might be DC. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, it's on Disney. So like I was, uh, well, I don't know. But oh, if it's Disney, then it must be Marvel. Because it's think gotta D- be Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. 
I was but, never um, a Marvel person. I was always like Batman. So Marvel to me is like a new thing. Yeah, I always liked both. So like, you know, but um, Moon Knight was great. It's um, what's his name's in it? Uh, um, is it? Kit, it wasn't Kit Harrington or something supposed to be Moon Knight, or was that? I don't know. Okay, so well, Oscar Isaac plays Moon Knight. Oh, what was I thinking? Kit Harrington was. I I don't I don't know. And then like Ethan Hawke was like one of the bad guys Ooh. in the first season, nice. and maybe the second season too, right? But like Moon Knight was fucking awesome. I enjoyed Moon Knight a lot. Uh, I hope like there's a season two coming. Wait, was there, it Oscar Isaac or who? Wait, who? Um, no, I'm thinking of a different. There was that one movie that came out with the guy. He's like a comedian, and I feel like he's like Indian. And he got like really ripped for it. Oh yeah, that was that was um, was it the Marvels? Maybe. Oh, oh, what was it called? It wasn't the Marvels. It was something. No, else. but it was it was like because they're all because they're all like it was a group of them, right? Yeah, that movie didn't do that good either. And no. like Angelina Jolie was in it, and I think yeah, not Kit Harrington, but the other Stark brother. <laughs> oh, Kit Harrington. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, so I think Kit Harrington was in that one as one other? of the Eternals. The Eternals. Eternals. What's the other? I think. Star? Hold on. Let me let me look it up. Yeah, so it, it was the Eternals. Kit Harrington was in it. Um, mm-hmm. and then you had um Angelina Jolie, Gemma Chan, Barry Kingong, um, Ma Dong Siak. The polka dot guy wasn't the polka dot guy in that. Mm-mm. Harry Styles was in it. Who's the polka dot guy? Isn't he the Eternals? No, so the polka dot guy's in uh in Birds of Prey. Where is he? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah he's in Suicide. He's in Suicide Squad too, I think. Okay, because he yeah. became, he's like a thing, right? Like people really like him. Well, his character was whole like just kind of funny. Like his superpower is these polka dots, and then you realize that like it's kind of like a cancerous polka dot, really, but. <laughs> Uh, you know, he could fling him at you and shit. A comedian or something? He might be. I, I don't. I don't remember his name. Let me look. Let me see. Birds oh. of prey. Cast. Uh, suicide. Suicide Squad. Oh yeah, Suicide Squad. I think it was the second one though, right? Yeah, the second one. Suicide Squad. The second one's called the Suicide Squad. Uh, cast. Uh, so John Cena was Peacemaker. Uh, Pete Davidson. Yeah, he was in it. No, but he's not polka dot okay. guy. It's not Nathan Fillion. Man, who? When you said Nathan, I was thinking Nathan for you. Have you watched Nathan for you? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay, you need to watch Nathan for you. Okay. He's a comedian. Good up, man. Uh, David, David, that's 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 much, much, much. And hold on, I'm I'm looking right <laughs> now to see if I could find it. It's uh, easy. Briscoe, Jennifer Fernando Martinez, Idris Elba was Bloodsport. I already knew that. John Cena, Daniela, no, D. Bradley Baker, no, Polka Dot Man, David Dash Malchin. Yeah. Oh him, yeah, yeah, I recognize him. He plays in a lot of stuff though. 
Yeah, like he's a liked per he's like really liked, I think, right? Yeah, he he's in Dark Knight, he's in Dune, he's in Suicide okay. Squad. Um a lot of Justice League stuff. Oh, he was in the last voyage of the Demeter. He was in Oppenheimer. Yeah. Uh the Boogeyman, Boston Strangler, Ant Man and the Wasp. Weird Weird Thou Yakivas story. Okay. Oh. What if? The Weird Owl movie was so good. Did you watch that? No, I want to though. I thought I I I automatically know it's gonna be great, but it's like so I need to just watch it. So um I was looking forward to it, but I love Daniel Radcliffe. Like I know everyone loves him for Harry Potter. I yeah. love Daniel Radcliffe post Harry Potter. Yeah. I yeah. love what he does. Like um uh, Swiss Army Horns, Man Swiss Horns. Army Man Horns. Um there's one on Netflix I watched where he was like a doctor back in like the 1800s and he sent to like some random clinic out in like Russia. And like the story is like of young him becoming addicted to like opioids because he's bored because he doesn't have anything to do. So like when he first gets there, he's replacing a doctor that died. So like his head, he only has like two nurses, but his head nurse is like this old lady and like, she she basically is like, hey, like whenever you want to basically fuck me, just go ahead and just like fuck me, like because the old doctor would just bang her all the time, and and like look, I, not to be mean, but like she's old, she doesn't look good, like, <laughs> and, and like when he first gets there, he's like, there's no way in hell, and then like a, after a year of being in like the frozen wasteland and boredom, like there's a scene of him just like him just plowing and i'm like this is fucking great now he might be high on opiates but like you know but then like everyone in the village has like syphilis and like just random things like that and it, it's a funny movie like it's not anything crazy but like i just remember watching going like this is funny like have, have you seen what if with him i don't think so you should watch that movie it has like adam driver in it and um it's like a romance movie Mm-hmm. But okay. it's good. It's it's good. He's like a he's like in love with this girl, but she has like a fiance. It's a good movie. Okay. It's one of those like kind of like really imaginative, like woo, like wooby Gotcha. Yeah. Is it kind is it kind of like eternal like sunshine of a spotless mind with with like in that way or mm. no? Mm. Nah. No, you just okay. have to watch it. It's it's good. Okay. Oh, he was on. He was on an episode of Rick and Morty. That's cool. So watch that and watch Nathan for you, which is a TV series. Because you do you know the okay. comedian? What's his last name? Nathan Fielder, I think it's Nathan Fielder. Okay. He's so fucking funny. He does. He's one of those comedians. Like when he does stuff, you want to like hide. I got you. Okay. <laughs> Oh, he was in what? Now you see me too. Victor Frankenstein, Swiss Army Man, okay. The Game Changers. Oh, he's in BoJack Horseman. Really? Trainwreck. A Young Doctor's Notebook and other stories. I think that's what I was talking about on Netflix. Okay, here's What If. I see What If now. Yeah, What If is good. Watch out. I want. I want to see. I want to see Guns Akimbo. I feel like that might be a, like a crazy like action flick by him. What is it called? Guns. So, of does he play? Called... 
Is he going to play young Wolverine or is that something that people just keep like, or they're hoping? Uh, so, so people keep like fan casting him. So like, you'll see some photoshopped stuff of him as young Wolverine. I don't think he'll, they'll, they will pick him. Yeah. He's just kind of skinny for the part is what I'll say. Um, who, who have I heard that they kind of want to play him though? Cause like there's some younger actors that they're talking about. Um, what's his name? Uh, Jensen Ackles. Ooh. Was talked Jensen Ackles was talked about being like Wolverine because he's young enough, yeah. but like he's also muscular ish. So like you can you know you can get him to be the Wolverine. Uh, they talked about a couple other actors too. I don't think it'll be Daniel Radcliffe though. Yeah. But it was talked about, and he even said he would love to like play the part. But I just don't think he would get picked. I think it's amazing that he came out of Harry Potter and like came into his own. Yeah. Well, he he did a, he did a lot of Broadway stuff for sure after Harry Potter. Um he really pursued like I like the fact that like he pursued acting after the fact because let's be real, after after Harry Potter, he could have just retired and fucked off. Yeah. He he made plenty of money. It's not like he wasn't set for the rest of his life, but he really truly enjoys acting. Yeah. So like you get to watch him play all these weird ass characters, but like it's just him working on his acting range and being good at what oh, he does. He did that one movie. What was it, Daddy? Something Daddy, right? Daddy's home. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's like a weird horror movie. What was that movie? Was it him? No, that was Elijah Wood. Maybe I get him and Elijah Wood like mixed up. That's a fair mixed up. <laughs> oh. See, he played in The Woman in Black. Oh Come yeah. Kill your darlings. What no, if? I think Elijah Wood might have did the daddy. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. I feel like that came up in the trivia too. It might have. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, he's an awesome actor. I like him. <clears throat> I just the Swiss Swiss Army Man was so. I know people are like, I hate that movie, but I. Movie was so. Was it Paul Dano in him, or am I just putting Paul Dano in the in the other? Uh, let me see if I can find the movie. I feel like it was Paul Dano, or somebody who looked like Paul Dano. Let's see, Swiss Army Man. Yeah, it is Paul Dano. And that has a a really good soundtrack too. The soundtrack to Swiss Army Man is amazing. Mm -hmm. Hmm. This is interesting. A hopeless man stranded on a desert island befriends a dead body, and they go on a surreal journey to get home. You've seen Swiss Army Man, right? No, I need to watch no? it. Yeah. <laughs> My God, he's a dead. He plays a dead body, and he like he just like I see that. Yeah, it's it's very like Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, but... no, you have to watch it. Oh my god, no! Put it right now. Put it to the top of your list. Okay, I'll I'll definitely watch it soon for sure. But that's great. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Paul Dano is such a great actor too, though. Yeah, I... he... That's a very like um. He plays a lot of like crazy characters. Yeah, because he played he played the Riddler in fucking uh Patterson's Batman. So he's very crazy. He's like, there's like weird visions and stuff in this movie. Like, it's really okay. good. Okay. Yeah. 
and he plays a lot of like he'll he'll normally play like the the weird crazy characters too yeah. you know so that's what that so, yeah but i want to say i first saw him playing um where is it what's it called I'm looking for it. Oh yeah, there will be blood. Was probably like the first one. I was like, "Holy shit," you know. And but like he's played like he he was in the Sopranos TV show. Like, um, what's some other stuff that is easy? Let's see. Um, I don't think a whole lot of people liked Cowboys and Aliens, but I remember watching that movie. But he was in Prisoners. He was in Looper. He was in Twelve Years a Slave. Like Paul Dano's been in some shit. Looper. Looper was the one where um uh... Bruce Willis. And yeah. um, oh, what's his name? Um, was, uh, Joseph Joseph Gordon Lovett. Uh, yeah, he played like young Bruce Willis. That mm. movie didn't do good, and I thought that was a pretty good movie. Ah, that was a really good movie. I don't. Uh, well, movie... I am IMDb has a seven point four. So I mean, oh, I thought that was like a little flop or something. I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and say people didn't think it was a flop. I liked it though. I liked it a lot. So we'll see. I want to see what what the box office says. <laughs> yeah, <see. laughs> Looper box office. It's like a. Eh. I said, oh, okay. So Google says it was a box office success. Oh, okay. So, so ninety three percent on Rotten Tomatoes, seven point four on IMDb, eighty four percent on Metacritic. Um, made one hundred and sixty one hundred seventy six point five million in the box office. And the budget was thirty million. So I mean, they made five, five times, almost six times their budget. So I would say that's a success. <laughs> they did better than Doctor Sleep, which is actually yeah. pretty. Surprising. Yeah, and they had a cheaper budget. That's really surprising. Yeah. So now I think I mean this was made like years before Doctor Sleep, though. So when did it come out? Let's see. Have you watched uh do you 2012? Watch, do you watch The Boys? Yes. Did you watch Gen V? I haven't watched Gen V yet. Okay, so I was kind of like, I don't want to freaking watch that. Like so probably so stupid. It's really good. It's I good? Actually, yeah. I almost like it more than The Boys. Really? Okay. I like that. That's a ringing endorsement there. I I will go on record and say that I think. I, I think I will say I like it more than the boys. Me personally, I like it more than okay. the boys. I do. Okay. That's good to know. Well, I mean, the boys isn't even done yet either. No, but the I think the characters on Gen V are so, so likable. Uh-huh. I don't know. I really like it. And then they just get shit on, probably. I, f- I heard <laughs> a lot of the show, like a lot of stuff put out recently just haven't, hasn't done good. And I don't know why, like, cause there was something else. Oh, Rebel Moon. We watched Rebel Moon recently and that mm-hmm. it was really good. And I want to watch it. You haven't really heard people talk about a lot of new movies recently. I don't know if mm-hmm. people aren't watching. Like, I don't know what's going on lately with movies and shows, but I feel like you I, don't. I don't know. But I feel, but I feel like there, like there's a lot of places that'll be like, oh, that's not a good movie, but then like everybody likes it, so it's just like, well, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, that Rebel Moon movie though, you should watch that too. That was I. That was. Uh, that's already on my list. So, <laughs> yeah, was, I have that queued up on Netflix. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah, it's like a you know like a weird uh, Star Wars s. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's yeah. what I heard. But like, I'm fine with it. That doesn't bother me any. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to watch like Mandalorian and things like that, I feel like it's kind of on the same par. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, I mean, I'm all for like space sci-fi with magic or some shit like that. Like, that's cool. Like, I'm not against that at all. So, but maybe people like it, don't like it just because it's like too similar, maybe. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I, I'm not sure. I feel like I just haven't heard anything recently about recent movies or shows where people are like, I really liked that, you know? Correct. It's weird. But, but Gen V was really good. That movie was really good. I'm trying to think of what else recently. I watched this weird, like, romance weird movie recently was i think it's called like your fault or my fault it's a different okay. it's in a different language mm-hmm. but i did <laughs> it was funny i was watching it and i was like i can't get it to sync up like i thought like i thought it was in english and that the voices mm-hmm. weren't syncing up and then i realized oh it's like dubbed over mm-hmm. um but that movie was really good they they're like into like racing cars and stuff which okay. normally care about shit like that but that movie was really good yeah ball too fast too furious it was like a book it was like a spicy <laughs> book of life i was like oh shit okay that normally was- we just call that like softcore porn but okay oh, no. <laughs> you know it was the spicy no. books it was like a, <laughs> it was like a enemies to lovers like uh, uh okay dealing with racing cars and i don't know it was good it was good i think it's like my your fault or my fault or something like that gotcha gotcha that's funny i don't know i need to try to watch some horror movies this weekend are there any new ones i mean there's technically always new ones um i mean there's just ones that i haven't seen i try to watch a couple more 2023 before we do our end of the year list so, but uh, I mean, they should have some good like 2024 ones coming out. So, well, if you ever want any like spicy um paranormal romance book recommendation, sure, yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying I'll, I I would probably read it. I mean, I'm not gonna say I want it. I'm just I don't know. It's finding the time. I can't even read the books I want to read right now because I've just been busy. Yeah, I like I can read a book in like one day. I just read one. I I just posted about it. It was like Midnight Vow. Mm-hmm. I think it was called. I just read that one in like one day. Yeah, but like how? Yeah, but like how many how many pages are your are your spicy novels? Like three hundred, maybe. Um, depends. Some of them are because what novellas I think are considered. That's like a novella, isn't it? Yeah, kind of. It just mm-hmm. depends. That one, the one I just read was maybe I, I, I mean I could verify I don't know, uh, but nah, no, I mean, yeah, that one I think was probably yeah. Looking at it, I can see it right now. Looking across the room, I think it maybe like four hundred pages. Okay, that's not bad. A lot but, of the stuff I read is like, like seven hundred like, pages, yeah, or eight hundred like, pages. So, like Fourth Wing was a big a thick book and that book was really that was when everybody really hyped up and i was like i'm not gonna read that i'm weird i have this thing where i i feel like it might be part of like my where like if people really like something and they're like this is amazing i'm like i i'm not gonna read it or i'm not gonna watch Mm -hmm. it 
but and everybody was talking about fourth wing like this is such a good book blah 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 and i was like it's probably bad and then i read it and i was like this is a really good mm-hmm. book and mm-hmm. i did that with harry potter mm-hmm. it took you know how many years like it took me to finally like really watch harry potter <laughs> oh, this is amazing because like everybody mm-hmm. was so into it i was like i'm not gonna watch harry potter because everybody likes harry potter like screw you and then i watched it. i was like okay this is good and I mm-hmm. did that with Twilight. Like all my friends loved Twilight. And I was like, I'm not going to watch Twilight. And now I like it. But I like it more because I feel like it's a comedy. If you watch it as a comedy. Yeah. It's like a like a like just a fun movie. I fucking love Twilight. You can't take it serious. I mean, I enjoyed the Twilight series. I love it. I love it. Like I tell people all the time, like I really enjoyed it. I've read the books. Now, like the, the books kind of read like an eighth grader wrote them yeah but like they're still good like i just especially for uh, their time i feel like for their yeah. time yeah i i appreciate different takes on like old school like horror stuff right so like yeah the 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 sparkly vampires is kind of weird but like i just thought it was a cool idea and like that was very different the the the, the werewolves things with like the indians like i was like Oh, okay. Native people, whatever the fuck. I don't give a shit. Um, yeah. Like, I thought that was a cool concept, right? Like, they happen to be about vampires, so, like, the old blood rushes forth, and they become werewolves, and, like, protect the clan, all this other stuff. So, like, I think it had some really great ideas, and, like, the, the fact that, like, the vamp- some of the vampires had, like, supernatural abilities and stuff like that was really cool. Um you know, you know but like a lot of it is a romance kind of too though you know it's it's 100 more of a romance book than anything else or series you know who, was supposed who she wanted to play edward who henry cavill really yeah, that would have been interesting yeah and she wanted do you remember a series of a fortunate unfortunate events do you remember that she was so pretty the girl with like the big lips i think she yeah was a- uh-huh yeah that's who she wanted to play Bella. Nice. She's a good actor. She's in um She's so pretty. She is pretty. She she's in a lot of like interesting movies. She was in um there's a, there's a book series by I think Neil Gaiman. Oh. That um either HBO or Showtime made uh that revolves around like uh I think it's called like American Gods. Okay. She's in that. Did um, you ever watch Stardust by Neil? It's Neil Ga- Neil Gaiman, right? Neil Gaiman. Yeah, Gaiman Gaiman. I might have said it wrong. I, I don't. You know. Stardust has like Michelle Pfeiffer in it. And oh, really? Okay. Is it Claire Danes? I don't remember if it was Claire. That movie is really good, but that was his book, Stardust. Gotcha. Uh, he has a lot of different books though, but like yeah. American Gods had a lot of like good actors in it too, though. See, it's hard for me to read. Like I'm either like I read counter counterculture mm-hmm. or spicy books. So when a book doesn't have spice, it's a little hard for me to read. I gotcha. But I like him. I like his books. Yeah. Her her name is Emily Browning. It's yeah, the actress's name. And she played in like well, like she cut she probably got like a series of of, of unfortunate events and then like Sucker Punch, yeah, Sucker Punch. was like one of the cult classics and then she's played in some other stuff too but she's still been kind of like a lower lower tier actress sucker uh, punch was a really cool movie that i'm surprised i about. i enjoyed it but i mean a lot of people critique it but like 
at the time, it was just a visual, like, really good movie, you know? Music, the uh, soundtrack. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I mean, she's done she's done a lot of acting, but I feel like those were some of those, uh, like, well-known ones, like American Horror. Uh, oh, she's in American Horror Stories. Okay, but, like, uh, American Gods is probably, like, a big one that she was in. And then uh, what we just said, too, so... But I'm really she's, a, big she's a good actress. I never realized. Hmm? I never realized how big on like soundtracks. I I'm like that's a good soundtrack. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. That. I mean, that movie definitely had like a really good soundtrack. It did. Sucker Punch had like a cool. I thought. I mean, I like the concept of the of the movie in general. So I don't know why people would not like it, but whatever. Yeah. Well. You know. It is what it is. It is what it is. You get what yeah. you get. Yeah. Yeah. So. I never I thought sure. I'd like the John Wick movies and like the John Wick movies now. I'm like, oh, I love the John Wick movies. Come on, man. He's the ex, ex-assassin who loses his dog and then takes it out on the world. That was another thing that like when it came out, I was like, I'm not going to watch that. And then now I'm like, every time I go on an airplane, I'm like, because they always have the John Wick movie. So yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, who doesn't like Keanu Reeves? Come on now. Oh, he, I love Keanu. Keanu Reeves is actually like the my character in my book. He is my he is my. Oh vision. yeah. Okay. So, whenever I write it, I'm like. Yeah. Keanu. Whenever you're like, I'm gonna play the starlet, and he's gonna be the star, and <laughs> yeah. we're gonna have some some spicy time. Keanu- <laughs> He's gonna kiss me. <laughs> yeah, he's such a good guy, though. He I is. just like Keanu Reeves as a person. I know. I love too that like his wife is like age appropriate, and mm-hmm. she's just like so pretty, and he, like he didn't go for like a like a weird fake looking young actress. He went for like somebody his age, natural beauty. Like I don't know everything. Everything you hear about him, he's just amazing. Mm-hmm. I love him. We don't have that'll be like an hour. We could talk about him for like an hour, so we probably shouldn't keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with good guy Keanu. Yeah, that's he put so in my book. He's my Mothman. Nice, Keanu Mothman. I like it. Uh, yeah, because I have I have um. I have like the men in black. I have everything. I have cryptids. I have vampires. Every everybody. Sasquatch. Yeah. yeah so do you believe aliens are real? Even though like oh, the government yeah. has already said they oh, are? A hundred percent. Way before that. Like you're like, I'm sorry if you don't believe in aliens and I'm about to say this, but if you don't think there are aliens with how fucking big the galaxy is, then I think you're a little ignorant. Like even if there's just like weird little like like plant things like there's aliens come on come on mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, I well i feel it. like it's just kind of conceited to, to think that like we're the only you know sentient beings and in, in everything especially now that like math has like it's mathematically possible that there are other dimensions and universes and like there's no life in any of those we're just the only fucking ones i i find that hard to believe i just 
it's just you know. fun too like i don't want to not believe in it because it's just so much fun to believe in aliens yeah yeah how about bigfoot you believe bigfoot's real oh 100 like all of that <laughs> like mothman's real all of it is real to me it, it, like it's just fun like to be like no even like ghosts and everything like don't you mm-hmm. just believe it's all real that's yeah. like oh i mean i definitely believe ghosts are real it's the that's... last yeah it's the last bit of like magic in our world yeah i like it oh definitely i just like all the the stories behind it and everything yeah so and then like the whole unknown aspects you know like yeah, yeah. we believe but like we don't quite know it's yeah. all very interesting I love like the weird stuff with like national parks and disappearances, like how they always happen in national parks. Mm-hmm. Have, you, have you like done a deep dive into stuff like that? Well, well, like if you get a like a topography map of the United States and like you find all the charted like cavern systems and everything else, and it just so happens to be higher rates of disappearances wherever there are cavern systems in America. Mm. Like that shit don't fucking kind of creep you out a little bit. Like, you know, I don't let my kids out after that. (laughs) You know, the weird like Shanghai tunnels and stuff in Portland, and like there's all like there's all like weird tunnel systems. Mm -hmm. Um, in Astoria, Oregon, um, which I did think they really talked about, but like when you walk through the streets in Astoria, Astoria, Mm -hmm. there's like um. You'll see, like, it almost looks like uh, quartz, like, purple purple quartz crystals, like, on the floors. In certain mm-hmm. And that's to let the light through to the underneath where there's, like, tunnels. and. Damn, the- that's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I mean. Oh, party. So are you doing anything fun for New Year's Eve? Uh probably not. No? So no, I don't I'm not probably not gonna spend any money on fireworks. And then I don't know. I might go hunt. I might not. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. So I know like tomorrow night, I know Shuttle's having a watch along. And then I'm probably gonna go to uh my buddies own like a sports card shop. Mm-hmm. So they do um like boxes of sports cards. They'll do what they call breaks. So um there's 32 NFL teams. So what they'll do is they'll set aside like a certain amount of boxes of NFL cards <clears throat> and they'll sell um like teams, right? So basically you buy a team, they'll spin a wheel, whatever team it lands on, that's the one you get. Mm-hmm. And then when they open the boxes, anything that is that team is yours. Mm. Right. And like, depending on the amount of cards they put into it, maybe you pay $10, maybe you pay $50, maybe you pay $100, depends on the quality of the boxes. Right. But <clears throat> you can get cards like that that are worth well over what you paid for for your team. Sometimes you don't, sometimes you do. But they do that. They've been doing that for maybe about like a year now. So. Um, and every once in a while, I used to go and, and help them do like a box opening and stuff like that um, when it was just like one of them. So I might go do that tomorrow night with them for a little while. 
I keep on like this is that weird time where you're like, what day is it? It's tomorrow New Year's Eve or like <laughs> No, it's 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 Friday and then it's today's, Sunday. To, well today today's Friday is what I'm saying. Yeah. Today's Friday. New Sunday. Year's Eve is Sunday. Yeah. This is that weird time period where you're like, I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah. Yeah, and then like a couple of days, you're like, what year is it? <laughs> what is life? <laughs> Stop putting 2023 on everything. Damn it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's such a strange. I feel like this is like that weird period of time where you get, I, I, you know, it's just, you're just like. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to do. Like, it's so weird. And everybody has like off, like, like a lot of people aren't working. Like some people work, but a lot of people have off too. So it's just like, there's like, oh, yeah, I, I have Monday off. So. Yeah. There was something where it's like that weird period of time where you're just like sitting around in your pajamas, like and calories don't count. And you're just like <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Like I've been trying to like I've been going to the gym, trying to diet, and they're like, but I got like a shit ton of candy for Christmas. Yeah. And like my kids already got a shit ton of candy for Christmas. So it's like now I'm I just I just gotta eat like I got a fucking a bag of shareable lifesavers right here, gummies that I've been slowly eating on because it's just it got, you know, I'm not going to let it go to waste. I like the candy, but I'm trying to not eat it as much. Then you're like, oh, well, um, you know, January 1st, I won't be eating like this anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just like, I don't, I don't mind having some candy. It's just the amount, you know, I'm just trying to cut back on portion sizes more than anything. Cause that's my issue. I just eat a lot. Yeah. Um, well, my problem like this time of year is like cheese. Cheese is awesome. Oh my god, I love cheese, and I. Feel but like I mean, I live, I like, I live in Louisiana, so like, our biggest issue is like rice. Really. Everything we eat has rice, rice and like gravy. Rice. Oh. rice and gravy is like the thing. Gumbo, like yeah. we make like chicken and sausage, rice and gravy, like a beef roast with rice and gravy. Like everything's got rice, and I mean, we we farm rice heavily down here too, also, so it's widely available and cheaper. Um, and we, it's just kind of like a heritage thing. Like it's just you know our ancestors been eating on rice for for forever. Uh, so like it ain't nothing to just eat like a super starch all the goddamn time and then you know get fat because of it because Louisiana makes really really good food. So you're just oh, gonna yeah, always have, eat it. Yeah, Louisiana is like known for food. See, like um, my family's Italian, so there's a lot of mm -hmm. like pasta. Oh yeah, pasta. I grew up on it, so I hate eating it. I just don't really like pasta. But see, a lot of that is like um like heavy tomatoey stuff. Yeah. Like fucks with my stomach. So like it'll it'll give me like heartburn and then like sometimes I'll just fucking throw up because it's like too much. Yeah, I can understand that. So like I just I just don't care for it very much. And like I've had other kind of pasta like fettuccines and stuff, and like it's okay, but like I'm just not a huge pasta person. Like, no. I like, like, I think, like, the only pasta, like, I really, I, I, like, I like mac and cheese, obviously. I think almost everyone likes mac and cheese. Um, you don't? Okay. <laughs> well, you grew, up, you grew up on it, though, right? No, I grew up on, like, my mom always made this dish. It was, like, uh, macaroni, beans, and onions. That doesn't sound good at all. <laughs> I you, mean, should, it, you should never put beans and onions with macaroni. What the fuck oh, is going on? Like, oh my god, you know what she makes actually that's really good is have you ever had Mediterranean like 
well, I don't know if this is a thing or my mom just makes it, but it's Mediterranean pasta. That's the only time I really like it. Um, it's like sun-dried tomatoes, katamala, onion, olives, uh, red onion. Um, Sounds awful. No, it's really good. <laughs> Pesto. <laughs> I'm I'm a very picky eater, though. So like, uh, there's a lot of things I don't like. Um, yeah. But like pasta, I mean, like spaghetti is fine. As long as it doesn't have large chunks of tomato in it. Because like, I can't stand that shit. Um, like spaghetti. And like mac and cheese is all right. Um, like my favorite is probably like cup of noodles, spicy chicken ramen. And that's it. Yeah. And even then, I still like take the the corn out and like the little peppers they put in. I'll take that out and then just eat it like that. Now that's oh. good, but but it needs to be spicy. Like I don't like the regular ramen is a little too salty, but the yeah. spicy chicken ramen is good. I've I like so ramen. I never really liked. I still to this day like I would never really choose to eat it, and it's very. Yeah. I am actually vegetarian, so it's hard. Oh, to okay, eat. I got gotcha. you ramen and when you do it's usually really fucking gross so <laughs> yeah 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 well I'm, like i'm not a huge ramen person either but like recently i just been on kick of like spicy chicken has been good i mean i'll yeah. eat spicy beef too but it's just the spicy is good i but like, like other than that i'm not a huge noodle person i love mexican food and i think it's because it's very easy to make mexican food vegetarian and still be good because there's so much flavor yeah so i like mexican food a lot Mm-hmm. I don't blame you. Yeah. I like tacos and I like nachos. I, I like fajitas. Tacos. I like vajatas and quesadillas. Yeah, pretty much. Quesadillas. Quesadillas. So, well, like, it's weird because, like, I don't really like vegetables, like, cooked. I like them raw. Oh, it's weird. Yeah. It's just, like, a consistency thing, maybe. I don't know. So, like, I'll eat carrots raw. I'll eat broccoli raw. I'll eat onions raw. Like, lettuce, bell peppers cucumbers like i'll eat all that raw like all that if you cook it in a pot i don't want it that's really weird and interesting it, it is good. have you had the baby they're like they're not big bell peppers i don't even know if they're they're like baby are bell they peppers. just peppers like, just peppers? Yeah, like well, you can buy them in a bag they're like i think they're they might be baby bell peppers and uh-huh. if you think um hummus they're so good mm-hmm. like if yeah. you're trying to like be a little more calorie yeah, yeah, yeah. These chips, it's mm-hmm. good, it, especially if you like raw vegetables. Yeah, yeah, and that's what's funny. It's like I, I love me some raw vegetables. Just don't cook them. I don't like beans. Bean, me and beans oh. don't get along. I don't oh, like you beans. don't like beans? Don't like beans. And I've tried all kinds of beans, and I don't like any of them. What about chili? You don't like chili? I, I like chili, but not beans. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, so, but we make chili with meat, so like you can make. You can make chili with meat and you're good. If you put beans yeah, in there, I don't want it. I make chili with... Uh, I know. Well, I mean, you're vegetarian, so like, yeah. you know. I do... Beans like, is probably a good substitute for you. Yeah, I do like poblano, poblano and kidney beans, black beans, and maybe sometimes like sweet potatoes. Like, mm-hmm. But I can make a mean vegetarian chili. A mean one. Well, that's good. I'm glad, like, I'm glad you can find, you know, dishes you like, for sure. I better be good at it, right? I mean, you kind of have to be if you want to be vegetarian. Yeah. Just saying. I mean, I is, can't I can't do that, but I, I mean, more power to you. Whatever floats your boat. Yeah. This is the best age to be vegetarian because there's so many options. 
Yeah. Well, I, th- I think you also just have the availability of options now as opposed to like 20 years ago, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and that- I'm an, I do it because I, mine's like animal reasons. Like I love them so much that I don't want to eat them. It's not like, yeah. So well, no, I I feel like most people do it because of that. Some people so, do it for reasons. Yeah, like I think uh, Chuddle LeBron is vegetarian. Yeah. So he yeah. uh, I don't know, like look whatever. Yeah. You know, I I I mean, if that's if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. I don't know what yeah. to tell you. If you can't eat, like I I don't I like like I like eating meat, but I also just I like my meat well done. I don't like it cooked like raw or anything like that. Um. But I mean, whatever floats your boat. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I, you know, if you've already watched The Lion King and you're still vegetarian, well, I don't. I don't know what to tell you. You the know, Lion King was traumatic to me. I try not. I'm to, sure I'm, it was, but like yeah, the the whole talk of like the circle of life thing. Uh, yeah, like I don't really feel bad about it. Like I'm, it's just a circle yeah, of life. We eat can meat. Can I tell you, you know? what? <laughs> it wouldn't be bad if it wasn't for factory farming. Okay, so, but, like, if that's the case, then why don't you just find, like, farm-grown animals and eat well, that? I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know, because I still wouldn't eat them, but, I mean, as far as, like, in general, like... Yeah, people- yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, yeah, but like- I'm just I'm just saying, if, if your only hang-up is, like, the factory farming, you can find locally home-grown animals and eggs, and they're treated properly yeah. and eat it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not... But I'm saying, like, if you feel bad in general, that's fine. I'm just yeah. saying, like... I know some people that like they were only vegetarians because of factory farming. So I'm like, there are farmers who take care of their animals appropriately in good manners. And like they live healthy, reasonable lives and then they use them for food. And if that's your hang up, then you can eat this and you're good. You know, but like I completely like I understand the whole, you know, I've had these conversations with other people. Like I get it. I get where you're coming from. Yeah. I just at the end of the day, it's like, look, I'm I'm a meat eater. I was born and raised to be a meat eater. I'm just probably never going to give that up. Yeah, no, <laughs> if you don't have that, if you don't have that hang up in your brain, then it's like that's that's who you are. It doesn't matter. Yep. But yeah. You like you know what I mean? So I can't. Well, that's like, what I'm saying. Like, if you don't yeah. like, it, you don't like it. I don't know what to tell you. Like, you know, if if you feel like that about it, you probably couldn't eat meat even if you wanted to. Yeah, no. Right. I, so, so like, there you go. You know, um, if it ended up like in my body, I would feel sick. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like I would cry. Like, oh my god. But like other people, if you don't have that hang up, you don't have that hang up. Yep. Exactly. And it, like it is like when you look at life and you look at like the fucking ocean, it's so brutal. Like everything just eats everything. <laughs> like it is life. It's true. You know. Hmm. Hmm. Everything is brutal. Everything. Yeah, life is life is brutal. Mm-hmm. It really is. But that's the my that's my only thing. It's like factory farming is just horrendous. Oh, it it's terrible. But like, it's awful, and I agree with that. I also think that like I would rather have factory farming than people starving to death. The problem is, is we're at a place where, like, we don't need factory farming to feed America. I do think we were at that point at one time where, like, we needed mass production. But I think now, like, if we really want, if we really want to invest in our farmers and have them do it in appropriate ways, there are farmers out there who literally 
like they'll set up their entire farm, how everything is set up, where the animals are, where the vegetables are, how they circulate stuff to make it like 10 times, not only better for the animals, but for their farm also to where they get natural fertilizer, right? Oh. They can just circulate crops and circulate animals where they store them and different things like that. So they just have the animals fertilizing the places and then they move it. They plant right there. They move them somewhere else. Um, and they can take care of the animals in, in a, in a, in a proper way. Right. Um, so if we were to reinforce that on a national scale, I think we could do that and still have all the eggs and meat that we need without the factory farming, you know, but the problem is, is there's degree behind it of making money because the other way would probably cost a little bit more initially, but I think long-term it would still just be better for everyone. Well, a lot of the farms are to feed animals, to feed the animals that people eat. You know what I mean? Like they, a lot of farming is like, if you look at like the maps or whatever, it's like to mm-hmm. feed, um, to feed people. It's ridiculous. It's like. Yeah. What? Well, like it's, it's kind of like the, when I was going to college, I had um a very democratic professor. Yeah. Like she would make us watch like Michael Moore movies and we would have to write like one sided papers on why like such and such is bad. And like one of the topics was like GMOs and she wanted us to write a paper about how GMOs are bad and terrible. And like, oh, my God. And and I'm like, I'm, I'm writing this paper and I'm like, this is fucking stupid because like obviously there there are some issues with GMO farming, mostly with the companies that do it. And how they can invade other farmers' crops and like sue the shit out of them, and, and like, and you know, granted, we don't have like long-term studies on the effects of GMO foods on the body in some ways, which I think now we do, but for a little while we didn't, right? But like, if you're gonna sit here and be like, no, we shouldn't have drought-resistant crops, I'm gonna tell you, you're fucking stupid. Like, do you know why like the Great Depression was so great? It's because it was also a fucking dust bowl. Because they were farming wrong, and the crops we had couldn't handle the environment, so people were starving. Like, so you know? at one point, like in my life, I was like, eh, "GMOs are bad," and I was saying it, but I didn't really know why, right? Like, because yeah. I was told like GMOs are bad, so I was like, "GMOs are bad." But my best friend is a scientist, and she was like, "Christy," she was like, "Everything is a GMO." She was like, "You're a GMO." She was yep. like, "GMOs are not bad." Yeah. And she kind of explained it to me. So I was like, oh, okay. Like, like once it was explained to me, I was like, oh, GMOs aren't bad. Like, it's not a bad yeah. thing. No, it's not. It, it in, in some situations, maybe it can be, right? It could yes. be a case-to-case basis. Like, I'm not saying it can never be a bad thing, but what I'm saying is, is like they're basically just crossbreeding the genetic, the genetics of like plants that can survive in the desert with plants that can't. And they're trying to get this one trait. And then they take that trait and then they put it into another plant and they try to make it to where that one plant has a really great trait about dealing with this certain situation, which is like, hey, there's not a lot of water in this area. Well, this plant can grow and produce seeds and food for you in desert like climates. You don't have to starve anymore or pay outrageous, outrageous prices to get these things, you know, so like. Yeah, it's before- it's one of those things where it's just like y'all need a little more science in your life, <laughs> you know. That's why I'm like glad, like, well, I'm not just glad that 
she's a scientist, but I'm happy that I have that my best friend is a scientist because like that was one thing that I was like very ignorant about. Just like somebody GMOs are bad, they're bad, you know. And she was like, Christy, stop. You're being stupid. Yeah. There are things like this. If you research, you just need to research things, you know. Well, and that was my thing. It's like I'm writing this fucking 12 12 page paper about this topic that isn't even really truthful. Yeah. And my teacher's argument was, well, sometimes you have to write about things that you don't agree with. And I'm like, but this is like, it's not necessarily whether I agree or just like the science is telling me that you are wrong. I am writing a paper about something that is not factually correct. Well, and I <laughs> think that's like part of the problem with America is like, okay, like, like, I, like, I like you can be a Democrat and not have all the Democratic views, right? Like you can go, hey, wait, yeah. this one kind of shitty. But people stand so strong in the convictions of certain things where it's like they can't admit that something is wrong on both sides. Both sides are yeah. Both sides are yeah. On- or find like a middle ground that works for everybody. Yeah. Like <laughs> you have to if you if something is wrong, you have to be able to say, Oh, it's wrong. You know, Correct. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. Like, it's okay to be wrong. <laughs> yeah. It's also okay to just be like, okay, we just disagree. Yeah. I don't hate you. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause people are very different. People come from different backgrounds and won't ever see your point of like, I, there's no way I can convince you to not eat meat. And there's no way you could convince me to eat meat. But yeah. We, we'll be friends. Which, <laughs> yeah, which it's not it's not like we're trying to, you know, no. like I'm not gonna I'm never gonna try to convince a vegetarian to eat meat. I'm just like, look, obviously that's just how you are, and that's fine. Like, I'm not I don't have anything against vegetarians. I just as long as they're cool with me eating meat, I'm cool with them being vegetarians. Like yeah. it's the ones that like try to come at me and I'm like, look here, you son of a bitch. Like, I have teeth for ripping meat. Okay, we have been genetically evolved to eat shit like that's me like i don't know what to tell you okay don't don't come at me like eat your vegetables and chill the fuck out you have a choice the only people i try to like talk to are the people who are really like boohoo mickey mouse club when they like cry about animals and i'm like oh you'll cry about like this bird dying but then you'll like eat a chicken sandwich like those are the only people that i like say something to Mm -hmm. otherwise Mm -hmm. i'm like Okay, like most people don't care. Like they're not you're not gonna change people's point of view, you know. Yeah. Well people like that are usually just hopping on a fad, right? They don't understand where the fuck their food comes from. So like they say some stupid shit and like that's why I'm just like, All right, you're you're dumb, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or like or like I said earlier, like I was like, if all if your only issue is factory farming, then like there are other options. Yeah. Right? Um, otherwise like if it's just a thing about animals, cool. Yeah. Or it's like people are like, I can't believe you butcher your own cow. You buy fucking meat from a market. Mm-hmm. Like, I raised my cow. I know what that cow ate. Like, I know how healthy it was. Like, it was for food. You buy it from a random market that was probably from a factory farm piece of shit asshole. Like, and you're talking to me like that? Come on now. <laughs> People who are more hardcore that would look at me and be like, but you eat fish. 
And I do feel bad. Like I like I had a fish. His name was Chicken, actually. And I would look at him sometimes and, and like I'd be like, I feel bad that I eat fish, but I still eat fish. I'd look at him and be like, I bet you taste good. <laughs> oh no, not chicken chicken fried, poor chicken. Well, I don't know. I have like like I have a nihilistic view about it sometimes because I honestly feel like if the world ended tomorrow, you would eat some fucking meat before you would die, right? Well, I would die automatically because I have diabetes. So you could throw me to like the zombies or whatever, and I would die anyway. So I have an excuse to be like, no. Well, <laughs> maybe, but I I just think like if there's a situation where like the world ends and and food's not oh, readily meat, available anymore, meat wouldn't sustain me personally. Does that make sense? Because it's there's no sugar in it, so I couldn't live because I would die because I need sugar. <laughs> Eh, maybe the the point is is meat is is one hundred percent way more efficient to keeping you alive in a post apocalyptic world than anything else. The most calorie people. intake, the yeah, the proteins. Most, most people. people. Well, look, everybody's yeah. genetically different. Yeah. You know, but but I'm just saying, like, I'm if like, the world ended meat. tomorrow and you don't have meat. a garden, you're fucked meat. unless you eat meat. You're gonna eat meat instead of die. You would eat meat because <laughs> I have diabetes, so you'd be like, this bitch is going to die. Cause I would also just hand you a candy bar. Or look, I have a whole bag of Lifesaver gummies right here, so if you need some sugar, <laughs> like we'll portion those out for you. I would maybe have like five days until, maybe. Yeah. I don't even know. How, I Maybe not. Like if something, listen, if there's a zombie apocalypse, sacrifice me first because if there's no insulin, I'm done. Yeah, I hear you. Use me. I don't care. Go ahead. Use me. That's I'll look funny. I'll be like, I told you to do it. I told you. <laughs> well, it's it's hilarious. So, like, my dad, um, in, like, the early 2000s, we were living in New Jersey, and um, he was trying to eat healthy. So, he went on, like, a juice cleanse for, like, a week, right? Yeah. And he basically, he just had, like, watermelon juice and cayenne pepper. Ooh. And, like, he got, like, shh. Stupid sick Ooh, yeah. doing that. Like stupid sick. So he had to go to the doctor. And yeah. the doctor I was like, doctor's like, what's going on? So like my dad explained it to him. He's like, all right. He's like, look, he's like, what's your normal diet? So he kind of explained it to him. And he's like, all right. So like growing up, did you like your diet was like this, right? And my dad's like, Yeah. My dad grew up, look, where we grew up, it's it's rice and gravy and meat with every meal, pretty much. And he's like, for your entire life, you had rice, gravy, and meat for pretty much every major meal every single day. And your body's used to that. Yeah. And and he's like, and then you went on this juice cleanse. And you denied your body what it's normally used to, which is meat and rice and everything else. And it didn't know how to handle that shit. So it literally revolted against you. <laughs> So he's like, you can do this cleanse, but you got to do it at a slower pace because your body is used to having this meat intake. And now that it doesn't have it, it, you're basically shocking your own system. And that's what's making you sick, you know? So it's like, it's literally just, you know, it's one of those things where we were just raised on it and that's just how it is. Um, but it's just so like, it's it's crazy to see how like the bi biology of the human body works and just like how your body can react to your diet or to a massive change in your diet short term. Uh, or long term, both really, um, and like how like you don't have any issues surviving on vegetables, and like I know a lot of people poo poo it, but like 
there are some people who go on like an all meat diet and they they actually are better for it. And it's weird as fuck because like it's not something you think about because like oh look I love meat but like I also love vegetables and fruits and like everything in between. So like yeah I don't mind eating meat with every meal but like if meat was the only thing I could eat I would be fucking miserable. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But there are people who are like, hey, like I'm eating this and I'm actually like healthier, the healthiest I've ever been. And I'm like, okay, well, that's interesting. You know, that's like if I ate meat tomorrow, I would probably get really sick because I haven't eaten it in like probably like years or something like I would Mm -hmm. probably get sick from eating meat because I haven't. Um, Where if somebody who eats only meat eats something else for a while, they would get sick from that. Yeah. Yeah, like when when I lived in New Jersey, my parents had some uh some friends, and there's an older guy with like a younger um Chilean woman that he had met while he was down in Chile, and um she was a vegetarian, but she was a vegetarian because when she would eat too much meat, she would get an extreme sun allergy, and like the sun would like fuck her skin up, wow. like royally. Yes, so like she would not eat meat because if she did. Uh, whatever proteins or stuff in the meat would have cause her to have a bad reaction to the sun. So it was either eat meat and stay out of the sun or just stay in the sun. I mean, I mean, she's Chilean and she would work outside as a young kid. So like, she just wouldn't eat meat, you know? Uh, And then when she came to America, she'd eat every once in a while with us. Right. Or like maybe she wouldn't eat red meat, but she would eat like crawfish or shrimp. And like, that was enough, you know, as long as she didn't have too much. But um, it was just, it just goes to show you how like the, you know, the human biology is very diverse. For sure, right? That's like some people too can eat like chicken, but they can't eat beef or something. You know, like some people certain kinds of meat, not others. But that's like like I like shrimp, but if like like I'll be eating shrimp, and at like a certain point, like I'll be eating it, and then I'm like, I'm gonna fucking throw up. Like it's really weird. Like I can, it just all of a sudden like turns on me. Yeah, I'm gonna throw up now because it's like starting to gross me out. Well, I mean, I don't, I, I think as far as like the whole animal thing is, I don't think shrimp like really feel pain. No, I so, just, like you're not causing, like you're not causing pain by eating them. That's for sure. Yeah, no, it's not the, it's not like that connection. Okay. Point. It's just your body just like shuts down, yeah. right? It's like the huh. texture fish. Like I love salmon, like uh-huh. I can eat salmon, but if I eat other kinds of fish, like I'll sit there and I'll be like, I'm going to fucking throw up right now. Like, uh-huh or something like i can eat a little bit of tilapia but if i eat too much of it i start feeling like i'm gonna fucking throw up gotcha i don't like fish yeah i only i really only like salmon and shrimp so i like shrimp but like i don't love shrimp it's kind of gross um i like crawfish like ball crawfish is great like that's kind of a a culture thing down here um but like i don't like peeling crawfish but like eating crawfish is good uh, I don't really care for like crawfish etouffees are good down here. Uh, the problem is, is they use like a tomato sauce base, so like that fucks with me sometimes because of the tomato sauce. Yeah, but like I like I like like crawfish, crabs, kind of the same thing. Like I like crabs; they're just meticulous to eat. You know. You know what? Like this is where I'm fucked up too because like, have you seen Howie the crab? Mm, I don't think so. So if you look up Howie the crab, it's this this crab like literally like it's so cute like it eats things like it like like responds to its owner like crabs are so fucking cute i've eaten crabs in the past like like there's 
like here I'm like, oh, I won't eat animals, but like I'll eat salmon or I'll eat shrimp. It's like kind of messed up in a way. But if you watch like little videos of crabs, they're so cute. And the worst is like octopus because of uh-huh. their so yeah. like here yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. harder the animal, the worse I feel about it. Yeah. Or the dumber it is, like, oh you're fucking dumb, I'm gonna eat you. <laughs> dumb shrimp, I'm gonna eat this fucking shrimp. Look, you you've watched too many Disney movies. Oh <laughs> I, just love, I just love animals. I love them. I, love I mean, them. I love animals too, but I can separate I can't. Like I said, I think I think it's just like that hardcore practicality. Like I I can have a lot of empathy for everyone, but I could also draw the line and be like, all right, like this is what needs to happen. I don't like it, but I'm gonna do it also, you know? And like when I've, it comes to animals, it's kind of how I feel about it. I've watched so many videos of like pigs sorting shapes and where they're like, pigs are smarter than dogs. And I like look at my dog and I'm like, well, I wouldn't fucking eat my dog. Like, you know, so I'm like, I wouldn't do that. But I like, I used to love, like, when I was younger, I was like, I love bacon. Like, I fucking loved bacon. But now when I, I still love bacon, when I smell bacon now, it makes me sick to my stomach. Like, when my mom cooks bacon, I'm like, please don't. Like, it's like on my, like, I smell it on when I smell it. Like, when, you know, when like somebody cooks, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. like, yeah, you, you, you like, can smell like, in the whole house. <laughs> like, I smell it. I like it. Like, oh, I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> But, yeah. but again, like I'm fucked up in the sense that like I'll I'll eat other animals. Like I shouldn't be if I'm gonna be like I won't eat one. I shouldn't eat any of them, right? Like maybe, but I, there are some like seafood animals that just they don't feel pain and they're not complex creatures. Yeah. So you can draw that line, but like it's funny because like you'll see one of those like charts and about like me and everybody well this is where you draw the line and it's like on one side it's a cow on the other side it's like the horse the dog the cat and i'm like look i like all these animals and like i don't want to cause them pain and i don't necessarily want to eat them but i had that nihilistic view where i'm like the world ends tomorrow and i gotta feed my family if the dog's gotta go the dog's gotta go it's so weird because i would probably well again i have the um cushion of like i have diabetes i can just die well i I think we also just have the cushion as americans and like first class citizens like because you'll look at other countries and they eat cats and dogs and 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 like sometimes i don't necessarily agree with it because i was like you don't have to i was like but the reality is is like they can't afford anything else so it's like, well, they're just trying to get substance, and like they're not going to put the value of that's oh. a pet on these on this meat because they just need to eat something or they're going to die. The worst, is like, I don't know what, um, I don't know who, what it, what it. There are there's a culture where they believe that when you torture an animal, that the meat is better. Oh, that's it, fucked. Oh God, that's. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I can't stand that shit. They Fuck torture, that. They torture the dogs. Like, no, like look, because they think that it like, makes- like I hunt, yeah. and like what I want, what I pray for is the quickest, cleanest death I can give the animal. Yeah, and like I don't, I don't know if you're religious, but like I'm, I'm, I'm religious, but like I'll also just be like, you know, thank you, 
like I'll say a little prayer for the animal. Like I understand I'm taking a life to like feed my family and myself. Like, yeah, I like hunting, but like I do it because I want food in my freezer. Right. So like I'll I'll pay the respect that I feel due to the animal. But like I also just feel like I'm contributing to the circle of life. Like they know they know what's gonna happen. And like if I can give them a quick clean death, that's great. Because there's a lot of deaths in the nat in the natural world order of things that are fucked. Yeah. Yeah, you don't like really... coyotes eat their their prey asshole first. Yeah. Uh. Like the animal might not even be dead yet and they're eating their butt. Like think yeah. about that. How much pain you're gonna be in for the next like hour while <laughs> these coyotes are just eating you from the asshole up. Like this and, and this is yeah, well, this is this is animal kingdom right here. Like these are animals with other animals. Like this is how the world works. You don't have to like it. I find it very disturbing in many cases. But a bullet to the head is ten times better than that. See, so I, you know, not, it's funny because I'm not religious, but I still believe that you should be good. Period. Like you should. Well, be yeah, you know, I mean, you can you can be a good person without any specific religion. So, you know, I'm not, and I'm not like, um, what is it? I'm not, um, atheist. I'm not atheist. I'm agnostic. Are you like, you're like theist? Uh, Where you believe, you believe there's something, but you don't know what it is? Agnostic. No, I'm kind of like, what it is. Like, I'm not going to, I don't, I'm not going to say there, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. Uh huh. And I don't believe anything specific, but I'm also not going to say there's nothing. Like, I just don't know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind and of. I also believe that if there is a God, that like when I die, he he's not going to look at me and be like, "You didn't believe in me, so you're going to the bad place." You know what I mean? Because I don't know. I, I don't know. That's how I feel. Because I mean, if there was a God and He gave you a mind to think, and you, as long as you were a good person, like how could He send you to a bad place because you gave He you used the mind He gave you. To be like, I th- I well, so like I'm Christian. I am Christian, but like not like I'm Christian, but like not mainstream Christian. And you'll never hear me like I'm not going to tell you you're going to hell. I'm not. I'm not that kind of person. Like not Shelly Goodman. So I'm not Shelly Goodman, right? <laughs> um, well, I mean, you've interacted enough with me to know that. Like, I'll I'll say some off the wall shit and do some off the wall shit, but like. Yeah, I'm religious, but like I, I I keep it to myself. Like I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to tell you right or wrong or whatever, right? If you if you want to have a conversation, ask me my opinion, I'll tell you. But like I'm not out here trying to persecute anybody, right? Um like as far- in particular, who's supposed to be like fucking amazing, like so cool, right? Like mm-hmm. I feel like you would look at anybody and go, Hey, <laughs> you felt like you didn't believe in me, but you were a good person. Cool. Like, whatever. Right. And like, what about people with like mental illness who like, like serial killers, like a lot of serial killers. Um, I don't believe it. I guess I don't believe in like true evil. Like I, um, like if you're mentally ill and you do bad things, it's not your fault. Right. Because you're mentally ill. So like, why would you go to hell? Like, I feel like you would still go to like, I don't believe in hell period. That that's my. Oh. I don't believe in hell. Period. Because well, I feel, I don't know. I feel like if he was such a cool guy, 
he would forgive anybody because he would be like the best, like all knowing. Well, I think that'd be a cool fucking guy. I think evil exists, and I think there are truly evil people because there are people that don't have mental disorders that are pieces of shit and are evil. If you have a mental disorder, I'm not going to necessarily hold that against you, but that also depends on what kind of impairment that mental disorder gives you, right? You could be mentally disordered and still know right from wrong, and then if you act on those urges and you know you're not supposed to, but you do it anyway, then you're a piece of shit. I feel like most most people I know personally who do like quote unquote bad things have mental illness you know what i mean like yeah and like suicides like um like i have like one of my best friends had committed suicide one of my best friends dad committed suicide like i don't think they go to hell like my one my best friend's dad committed suicide he was in vietnam and he had a lot of like issues from vietnam mm-hmm. so i'm like he yeah. didn't he didn't go to hell. i mean my no. my my sister committed suicide so like i got you i understand that right um, um there's no way you know what I my mean? my my opinion on that is, is i mean if you listen i don't really like like i i go to church but like i don't really like the catholic church very much um they'll tell you you're going to hell if you commit suicide i think personally and in my own experience with it um i think jesus's mercy is unending and i think depending on the situation I think he can forgive you and absolve you and allow you into heaven. Um, because, I mean, we, we talk about God. Like, I, I, I definitely believe, like, J- Jesus is the, the way, right? Like, you can pray to angels and all this other stuff. Like, but I'm a Christian. So, like, Jesus died for your sins. We're all sinners. You, me, everyone else. I don't care who you are. You can be the best Christian on earth. You're a fucking sinner, right? We're all sinners. Um and Jesus is the one that decides whether or not you get into heaven, you go to hell, whatever. I mean, obviously, you don't believe in hell. I do. Um, but I don't think, like, the Catholic version of of what puts you in hell is correct. Yeah. I think I think Jesus has a lot of mercy. I think God has a lot of love for you, too. But God is judgment. God is law and order and and all those things, too. He is also wrath and fury and everything else. Like, we want to think of God as just a loving being. And he is a loving being. And honestly, he loves us more than he, anything else that he feels because of the, the wit, the, how to say it, the amount of leniency that he gives us. Which, I mean, here we're going into all kinds of different debates, but like free will is like the biggest thing ever, right? God loves you so much that he gives you the choice of whether or not to actually believe in him and follow him, right? Obviously, if you don't believe in it, this is fine. This is my own personal take. I'm not yeah. trying to, like, push anything on anybody, right? But, I like, the idea... Everybody's point of view, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, like, God loved you so much that he allowed you and allowed the risk of you imperiling your own soul because he wanted to give you free will. Because he wanted to give you the choice. Because in all honesty, if, if you're an all-powerful being that can create anything, you could just make a slave of everybody and not give them a choice in anything. You could just be a slave. And he's like, no, I love you. Like, these are the rules. These are the punishments. If you break these rules, I'm giving you the choice. You do what you want to do. But there will be a consequence for whatever you do. Whether it's a good consequence or bad consequence is up to you. 
Now, do I think if you're a good person, whether you believe in God or Jesus or whatever, if I think you're a truly good person and you've done great things in your life, I don't think you're going to hell. I really don't. I don't think I don't think God is going to do that to you. I don't think Jesus Jesus's mercy is not going to cover you simply because you were taught differently or raised differently than someone else. I don't think someone who hasn't been baptized as the baby who gets killed in the womb or some shit like that's going to hell. I don't that's think awesome. the Mus- I don't I don't think the Jewish or the Muslims or the random tribe in South America that has no contact with the outside world is going to hell simply because they don't they've never heard of Jesus, right? I think I think there's a lot of things that the Catholic Church doesn't cover or doesn't look into um but I think Jesus' mercy is just never ending and I think that's a a situation between you and him when you die and your soul is going to be weighed and if your soul is weighed to be a good person, I think you're going to go on to whatever else is there. And if it's if you're a bad person, I think you're going to hell. And I don't think God's love for you is going to protect you from that. Because he gave you the choice. And even if you don't know of God, you should know right from wrong in some aspect. Well, yeah, that's see, that's where I'm like, I don't have a religion, but like I still feel like there's a right from wrong. You know what I mean? Like there's right and there's wrong. But my yeah. question I have a question for you, and I always ask people this because sure. I like this is like always my uh, just curiosity. So there's like the thou shall not kill, right? Mm-hmm. But what about like people in the army? Okay, so thou shalt not kill is actually supposed to be interpreted as thou shalt not commit murder. Okay? And you have to define what murder is. Because people in the army, like, because, like, we think we're right. They think they're right. Yeah, yeah, correct. Right. You are, you are technically killing someone, you, but you are not murdering them. You can take someone's life without murdering them, right? Murdering them is, is killing someone in a, in a, a wrong way. Or for a wrong reason, right? And if you think you're doing the right way, the right thing at the right time, and you don't know any better, I don't think you're a murderer. I think you might be a killer. Um, But, like, even in the Bible, if you want to quote the Bible, I think there's some issues with the Bible. But, like, there's a lot of wisdom in the Bible, if nothing else. Even if you don't believe in God, you should read the Bible. Why? Because there is wisdom in it. There are some good things in that book regardless of whether or not you believe in religion at all, right? There are some very good wisdoms in there that everyone should know. But God says in the book, like, hey, you have the right to defend yourself. You have the right to fight for your family and your town and everyone else. And if that means, like, having to go to war and kill, then that's what it means. But you have a right to do that. You know, you can't just sit back and do nothing. It, it's not, you know, now we have all these false wars or like our government's fucked up. But I don't think the people who are on the ground just obeying orders are in the wrong, you know? Well, a lot of the times, too, they're like either brainwashed or they're scared or they're forced to. Or they're ignorant or they're just, you know, there's a hundred different things. Um, Now, things that I if always- they go to war and they commit like atrocities in war then they will pay for those sins. If they go to war fighting for their family, for their country, for their freedom, I don't think they're going to be sent to hell for it. So you think but if the, they go to war, go ahead. So you think the people like on the other side too, you would say could go to heaven even if they didn't have the same religion, but they were fighting yeah. like in their family? Yeah, I, I think so. So like 
and, and I think it's hilarious because like the Bible even like showcases this because I mean Jesus is a Jew. Yeah. And he ushers in Christianity, but he is a Jew. And then God even says in the Bible that like the Jewish are his favored people. And they follow the rules that he gave the Jewish people, not what Jesus gave the Christians. And if that happens, and you can also look at like the Muslim faith and say, all right, they had Allah and then they had Muhammad the prophet. And Muhammad was the prophet to the Muslim people. And I'm I'm just using my own opinion here. I mean, granted, some of this I've read, but like my opinion on that is is just like you can look at something and view it one way, and I can look at something and not view it the same way. So is the religions of the world. Now, I'm not sitting here and saying every religion is right, right? Um, but a lot of the reason I'll say that is because, like, I believe there is evil out there. I believe Satan exists. I believe there's an opposing force to good out there. And oh. that opposing force will try to manipulate and take advantage of you and everyone else. So there will always be religious sex or something out there that will twist the words of God for their own machinations and use it for evil. And they're not right. And they're going to go to hell. And the only way you could discern between them and another religion is to have a relationship with God and God will steer you down the path that you need to go. Otherwise, I mean, you're kind of shit out of luck. I hope you're, you're lucky because you're probably not going to know. Right. But I don't think like the Muslims and the Christians, I don't think one's going to hell, one's going to heaven. I think God sets the rules on different peoples that he wants, and you follow whatever God tells you to do. And if anything else, God will push you towards where he wants you to go. So I have another question. Go ahead. Is Satan good because he punishes bad people? No, because Satan, Satan doesn't punish Satan doesn't punish bad people to to uphold judgment, to uphold justice. He does it because he hates them and he wants to cause them pain. He's not doing it because so like I think there could that's be where an, I'm like that's where I feel like it's funny because I'm like he's a good guy, right? He punishes bad he's, people. He's I mean, you could look at it that way. So like some people believe that maybe God might have um issued Satan a challenge or said, hey, your job, now that you've gone down this path, your job will be to to um carry out my justice to these evil souls, right? Maybe that's a possibility. I don't know. God hasn't told me. But um I don't think Satan is a good person for causing pain and death and destruction. God hates you, uh not God. Satan hates us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The, the way I see it personally is Satan hates us. He loathes us, right? He turned against God because he hated us so much that we had our free will and we could do what we want. He hated us so much so that he turned his eye on his creator. And if you want to look at like the Bible and the different stories and evil spirits, there's nothing good that comes from him. Satan does everything in his power to, to twist everything that is good. And right with the world to make it wrong and to hurt you. He wants you to go to hell. He hates you. He wants you in hell so he can torture you because he fucking hates you. That's not a good person. I'm sorry. This that would never be a good person. 
See, you know what's interesting to me is like because I was never really religious. Um, yeah. My parents aren't really religious. My grandma was. My grandma was very, very, very Catholic. And yeah. growing up, I actually like my thing with I I turned I liked Buddhism and I liked Buddhism because it was very peaceful. It was peaceful towards animals. It was peaceful, mm-hmm. everything, right? So yeah. I started studying Buddhism, and I she was very upset with me. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we got into a lot of fights, and then like I colored my hair purple and shit, and she like didn't want me to come to my dad's birthday party. Oh, it was weird. But then one day she looked at me and she goes, "You know what, Christy?" She goes what i believe whatever people believe whatever you believe happens is what happens when you die right mm-hmm. and i thought it was cool that like somebody who was so religious like finally was like you know what maybe like but um i one time i went to the hari krishna temple mm-hmm. because when i was growing up in the catholic church it was very scary i remember mm-hmm. feeling very scared I always felt like um, like I was doing something wrong, even when I was a child, like I was doing something wrong. I was in trouble. I remember I had to like confess sins to like the priest mm-hmm. and I lied to him. I lied to him because he was like, you need to confess like your sins or whatever. And I like lied to him and I said, I called my brother like a tomato head or something. And he's like, you need to say like five Hail Marys. And yeah. it was terrifying to me like it was terrifying and also i have this is something i have to admit that when i was young my and i don't know if this is going to offend you because of your religion but when Mm. i was younger i remember staring we there was a there was a jesus on the cross that they hung in the church Mm -hmm. and he was right across like just like and he was all like built like he had this like six pack and he was just like and i remember thinking like he looked so good and i felt bad because like i feel like that was like my awakening where uh-huh. I was, yeah where, sexy jesus that was where i was like oh my god like he like it was my sexual i'm okay jesus was my sexual awakening where i was like holy shit like look at look at that body like and then i felt so like i was like i'm gonna go to hell because like i'm looking at this body on the cross thinking how sexy it is right mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> that, i mean yeah right? that doesn't so that I'm, doesn't make me but, feel angry or anything like that okay. like you're good so, so <laughs> i find that i think it's hilarious but <laughs> so I'm curious, like i don't know like 12 or 13 or something like oh my god i'm gonna go to yeah Jesus. No. like he's fucking sexy and I don't know what to tell this priest about my sin. And it was so scary. Everything was so scary. And then as I got older, I went to uh, the one thing I didn't like about the Hare Krishna temple was that women had to sit on one side and men had to sit on the other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But when they they would like sing songs and when they would sing songs, like the children would be like dancing and happy. And I never felt like that in church like I, I remember looking at them and thinking like they're happy and like singing and dancing and the only thing that was weird was the separation of like men and women but besides that like nobody seemed to be in fear where I always felt fear from mm-hmm. my church yeah. which I still to this day I'm like I didn't like that I felt like that I don't like that I felt that 
so going to like the Hare Krishna temple, like, like, cause I, my thing then was like, I liked to experience different religions, right? Yeah. I mean, you're trying to find out what, what works yeah, for you. That's right? why I'm, that's why I'm agnostic. That's why I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Like, you yeah. Believe- I believe what I want. And I don't think I'm going to go to hell because I, my sexual awakening with Jesus. <laughs> no, I don't think that's going to do it. Just no, come on. Like, that's a natural urge. And when, well, I that's mean, what I'm saying. Also, yeah. you were a child. Like, it's yeah, not. I mean, I was like 13. He looked good. He had a six pack. Whoever carved out that fucking Jesus did really good. That's right. Smoking hot. He Smoking hot. hot Jesus. I like but, it. But that was, like, the thing that, like, kind of, I think, changed my mind about everything was because, like, when I grew up, it was such a scary and frightening thing. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's that's fair, though, because, like, some people just take it too far or they're just too aggressive with it. Like, I have my hangouts with the Catholic Church mostly because, like, the pedophile thing really yeah. bothered me. Um, some churches like to put their, like, political views into their religious views. And kind of couple them together. And I don't really like that. Um, there's some things that like I understand. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't like agree with abortion in general. I think there are caveats to that. Like if you listen to the episode on it, you'll hear. Like I think there are, are situations that an abortion is required yeah, for health issues, if nothing else. Right. Mm-hmm. But like I understand the church's stance on that. I understand like the church's stance on like contraception, even though I think they're fucking stupid. Like just let kids wear condoms. Yeah. Like you want you won't get abortions if they're wearing condoms. Like, you know, let's just be logical. But like the church is following their faith. They're not following the logic. So like there's stuff like that. Like like the homosexual thing. Like, I don't have anything against gay people. God doesn't like it. Well, that's between them and God. Like, I'm not gonna hate somebody for how they feel about someone else. If it's a sin, well, then God will deal with them in their time. That's not my issue, and I'm not pushing that. Like, I can't I can't hate somebody for something like that. That happens naturally in, in nature. And there's animals that can, like, change their sex. Yeah. Well, so it, I mean, there's, there's, there's different things, right? But we're not – we're also just not animals in nature either. We're higher beings. So, like, there's plenty of arguments on either side. My, my point is, is, like – I mean, if that's what God wants, then if God tells me that, well, then I'll follow it. Otherwise, like, I'm not listening to the church in this aspect. You know, and even if they are sinners, like, I'm not I'm not coming to you and be like, hey, you're a fucking sinner. You're going to hell. Like, that's why would I do that? Yeah. Like, why would anybody do that? Yeah. Like, I can be like, hey, that might be a problematic behavior if I think it's problematic. But, like, I'm not I don't think being gay is problematic. So, like, I don't know what like to tell you there, you know, but like the pedophilia thing and then like. You know, the whole, like, Holy Crusades thing really fucked me up. Because, like, you know, at that point, it's like, is that really God's will? No, that's mankind's will. And that's not right. Um, And I think that's one of the things that, like, you know, I try not to blame the church on everybody. I I blame the church for the pedophilia thing because they covered up after the fact, right? Now, these days, if a priest is found, like, molesting a kid, they go to jail. They get kicked out of the church and they go to jail. And that's how it should have always been, Right. Um, so like they're doing the right thing now, but like it still just leaves a sting that they weren't doing it initially. Um, but you do have to understand that, like, even as big as the church is, like, whenever you have a large group of like, well, a group of people, there will always be bad people within that group of people. 
Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's a religious sect, a a business, a school. There will always be bad people. And I will yeah. not sit here and judge everyone on the basis of bad people. So when it comes to religion, that is normally what happens with people who don't believe. They have a very bad habit of going like, hey, oh, he's a Christian? Christians are pieces of shit. I went to one church one time and had a bad experience, and now they're all pieces of shit. And I'm like, really? Like, no, let's let's use our head a little bit, right? Um, That's so- where, like, if you believe that anybody can believe whatever they want to believe, you also have to believe that it's okay for Christians to believe what they want to believe. Yes, like- but but a lot of people don't. It's very hypocritical. Um, yeah. they're not they're not willing to do that because they had bad experiences. And like, I get it. You had a bad experience. You don't want to go back. I'm not telling you you have to go back. What I am telling you is, is if I choose to participate in that religion that has you know, 1.3 billion people in it. Um, I'm not a bad person for that. Like, we're not automatically wrong either, you know? <laughs> so it's just one of those things. Like, you got to give you got to give a little. Um, you know, and, and like I said earlier, I just kind of, I think God presents himself to different peoples in different ways how he wants them to see him. And he gives them specific rules based on who they are, Right. And that's why I think you had the divisions of like Christianity, you know, Judaism, the Muslim faith, stuff like that. So go ahead. What were you gonna say? Oh no, that no, that's just where like where you said like you know you like n- not forcing things. Like I don't force my beliefs on people, and if you don't force, you know, we shouldn't, and nobody should really force anything. Like we should all figure it out for ourselves. Well, and it's hilarious because, like, I have a lot of friends that are atheists or agnostic. Yeah. That's the hilarious part. Like, I am probably, like, the most religious person on the nightclub. Yeah. In the nightclub. Uh, out of all the members. But, like, I wouldn't, you don't, I wouldn't have known. Like, you don't, like, push That's it. what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't, I, I'm not, but I'm not that kind of person. Like, I'm not gonna, like, Ricky doesn't believe in God anymore. He used yeah. to. He doesn't anymore. Neither does Tibu. I yeah. think TB kind of believes that like there might be something, but besides for that, you know, I don't think he really, you know, I'd have to talk to him again. We talk about it every once in a while, but you know, um, but like I have other friends who are either I don't believe or I don't care, and I'm like, all right, cool, still love yeah. you. I don't know what to tell you. Like I'm here if you ever need to talk about it. Like you know, <laughs> otherwise, like we're just gonna live our lives. Yeah, well, that's what it. That's what's like cool about the world, right? That we can all have these like different views. So we all have these like different mindsets. But like again, it comes down to like as long you know there's good and there's bad. Like just be good. Like just be a good person. Well, I, I think that's like my main main point is like just try to be a good person. If you're yeah. a good person, then you die. I don't think Jesus is sending you to hell. Just being honest. If yeah. you're a bad person, then you die. Never ask for forgiveness, you're probably going to hell. Sorry, can't help that. You had a chance, right? Otherwise, eh, whatever. You know? <laughs> if you don't believe in any of that, well, hey, you have nothing to worry about until you die. <laughs> and after that, well, we'll see. Only time will tell. When we both are dead, we'll find out who's right or wrong. Do you ever feel like this weird... Um, like so my whole life I always felt like there's this big thing that I'm waiting for and I never know what it is and like this might sound really morbid but I always feel like it's death because I'm like waiting like I'm always like something I'm like waiting for this big something and I never Mm -hmm. know what it is and it never happens even when I think like oh maybe it's this 
it's not i'm like well maybe it's like death and finding out like what happens like when you die you know maybe so like i kind of feel like that sometimes but a lot of that is trauma-based um being my like my sister committed suicide that was traumatic obviously um and then like my my father-in-law passed away last year he fell from a ladder and died like it was and he was healthy he was like six years old healthy like so like that was a you know it's still kind of an ordeal but like i get i won't i don't want to call it fear because it's like it's not something i necessarily dwell with on like a regular basis but like i do get like the feeling like i'm waiting for the other shoe to drop yeah right and because of the like the previous trauma and some of the things i've gone through i feel like it's a coping mechanism to be able to handle them when they happen. Yeah. So like, Hey, everything's honky dory and fine right now. And that's great. Eventually something bad is going to happen though. And when that th- bad thing happens, I need to be prepared for it in some way. So I think that's kind of what my hangup is, is I always feel that sense of, okay, I need to be prepared because something bad is going to happen eventually. I don't feel like it's bad. I feel like it's good. Well, maybe it is good for you. Who yeah. Knows? I feel like- weird like thing that i'm always waiting yeah, yeah. maybe you may maybe, maybe you're waiting for christian god i don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, i don't know or, i don't know what if it's like it was a joke but yeah. <laughs> well like it's it's always oh, well, you know what like, if it's sexy jesus then come on <laughs> yeah i know huh right sexy um, jesus. he comes like with a six-pack like What's up, Christy? Yeah. And eight. No, it's an eight pack now, and yeah. like oh. <laughs> he's, he's got the traps and he's fucking built. He's got that like long hair. Yeah, he's, like, yeah, yeah. Kind of the skin kind of sparkles a little bit. <laughs> he's like, you want to you want to read this spicy Bible I got you? <laughs> he's like, I also like have really pointy teeth. Like, <laughs> yo, God, Jesus, Jesus is a vampire. <laughs> technically, I mean, he's undead. Technically. Oh, so, oh shit! Wait, don't change my whole world now. You made it I mean, even worse for me. He was my sexual awakening, and now he's a fucking vampire. <laughs> I mean, that only adds to it if you ask me. But whatever, you know. <laughs> oh no! Oh yeah. no! I didn't even think yeah. about that. He's undead. He's he really he, is. I mean, he he. If you want to believe the Bible, he is undead. So oh. you're gonna give me more of a thing. Yeah, yeah, it might be enticing. I don't, I don't know. It is enticing. He's enticing. I mean, look, man, he forgives you for all your sins and allows you into heaven. That's kind of like a daddy thing, isn't it? Like, <laughs> is he a shadow? Forg- daddy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't think he's a shadow daddy. He might be a light daddy. Oh, a like come to, come to my light. Think about it. Think about it. You're dressed as the Mothman, and Mothmans are attracted to light. Like flames, oh and Jesus, Jesus is like a bright white flame light, <laughs> and you're so just weird. flying into it, right? Oh my god, that's oh right! God. Wow, yep. you're really awakening things for me. <laughs> 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 He's like, oh god, like a vampire six packed Jesus who has light powers. Wow. Yep, attracting the moth man. As Mark long as lady, he whatever. As long as he's not mad at me about feeling like that. Then. <laughs> well, I mean, that kind of goes back to like the whole mercy thing. I think he understands. I think he understands. I think that's like, kind of what it is, like, right? I see, dude, I know I'm hot. I'm yeah, hot. 
Like I get it. Like I, I'm unfortunately like nothing will ever happen because I am a eternal virgin. But you know, you can <laughs> oh. appreciate you can appreciate the Jesus bod. It's a slow burn. Yeah, it's a slow burn. We'll be like um, enemies to lovers. <laughs> yeah. What if what if he's like, hey, I can never like, we can't have sex, but like I can get you pregnant. You could have you could have like you know Jesus's baby, the next Jesus. You know, I'm like no, I don't want that though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> saying oh, the, offer, the offers out there. <laughs> that's a good story though, because that's like a weird love story where you like really want them, but they're like, I can't, but I can give you a baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be pretty epic, I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh um, man. Wait, thanks, thanks for giving me some inspiration maybe for my next story. good yes when i when you're when you publish your book i'll read it and i'll be like ha ah, ha i see it jesus he's here <laughs> as long as people won't get mad at me i mean we'll just go back to what we were saying at the beginning of the episode there will always be someone that will get mad at you for something oh, yeah. the, the point is to just not focus on those idiots <laughs> so all right. Well, I guess we can start wrapping it up. We probably have about four hours here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the timer's at four and a half, but that's with breaks and like yeah. pre-episode stuff. So probably about four hours of content. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, had a lot of fun for sure. I'm glad you came. Thank you. Um, so we're gonna do what I like to call matchmaking, and basically you're just I'm gonna say this or this, and you're gonna choose one, and then we'll move on. All okay. Right. Are you ready? We'll start off with, with what we were just talking about earlier. Marvel or DC? DC. Okay. It's Batman or Superman? Batman. Movies or TV series? Movies. Goku or Vegeta? Vegeta. Oh, yeah. Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings? Oh, I, no. I can't. I yes, can't. You have, you have to. Pick one. Oh, oh, Lord of the Rings. Nice. I mean, either one's an acceptable answer, though. Um. Okay, Heath Ledger's Joker or Joaquin Phoenix's Joker? I don't think I've seen Joaquin. Oh, Joaquin Phoenix. I like Joaquin Phoenix. Nice. I like both of them, but I think I, I think I might like Joaquin's more. I like his. They're two different kinds of Jokers, though. Like yeah. they're not the same. Um, Goosebumps or Are You Afraid of the Dark? Are you afraid of the dark? Nice. The can the, the blowing out the candle scene always like nostalgia. Love goosebumps. It's such, stuff. So much more scary. Yeah. Okay. French fries or tater tots? Tater tots. Nice. Okay. Elder Scrolls or Fallout? Fallout. Oh, okay. Interesting. interesting. Call of Duty or Halo. Oh, I don't I I, I don't care. Fall, okay, uh, we're 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 just gonna say Halo. Uh, okay. Halo. There's 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 some spicy looking Spartans in Halo. Just okay, saying. Halo. Okay. Halo. Yeah. Yeah. Like some Jesus looking Spartans in Halo. Ah! Okay. There you go. Halo. There we go. All right. Uh, which Spider Man? Toby, Andrew, or Tom? I like Tom. I like Tom. Too. I like all of them, but I like Tom. I think he. Oh. I think he hit it on the head. He fits it. So. All right. Science fiction or fantasy? Fan, oh, this one's hard. I fantasy. I like both though. Yeah, fantasy. Okay. Uh, waffles or pancakes? Waffles. Okay. Now this one, I kind of already know what you're gonna say. I know you don't eat meat. I'm sorry, 
bacon or sausage? Um, it's got, it's, it's got to be sausage, right? I mean, you hate the smell of bacon. I was I, I when I did eat meat, I probably uh-huh. said said bacon. Okay. But on meat eater, I feel like I would. I you know what? The, there's a, a. I think it's Beyond Meat makes a, a like a fake sausage that's fucking. Uh-huh. Okay, I, so a sausage. All right, cool sausage. Um, iPhone or Android iPhone. Uh, okay. Netflix or Hulu? Netflix. I don't have Hulu. I've never had Hulu. Nice. Uh, Hulu's good. Yeah. But, I mean, Netflix is good too. Hulu has some really good original horror movies and yeah. series. Yeah. There's um, okay. Let's see. I'm like, I want to watch, but I don't have Hulu. Yeah. Music or podcast? Music. Yeah. All right. Money or free time? money money well i I also i I feel like money could create more free time right yeah Yeah, that's what i'm like if you don't really yeah yeah you know uh all right tv or books books yeah yeah i figured you would say that all right i I probably know the answer on this one too mac or pc Uh, believe it or not pc yeah, PC's better. I'm just PC's so much better. I got a like better. I'm a Apple user for phones, but when I got my Mac, I was like, what the f- what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> so I agree. Yeah. Um, let's see what's next. Uh soda or energy drinks. Soda. Okay. Dine in or delivery? Delivery. Yeah. Okay. Thin crust or thick crust. Thin crust. Nice. Dawn or dusk? Oh, uh, dawn. Dawn, okay. Cold or hot? Cold. Yeah, I like cold too. Uh, sword or mace? Sword. Okay. Beach or mountains? Mountains. Nice. Coffee or energy drink? Coffee. Yeah, apparently you don't like energy drinks. No, I don't. I don't. Uh, Alcohol or weed? Alcohol, but only because weed gives you really bad paranoia. Otherwise, okay. I would That's fair. Are you a morning person or a night owl? I'm probably more morning person. Okay, cool. All right, that's all the questions. Yay! Yay, you made it. I did We're it. here. You did it. Okay, so let's go ahead and we'll wrap up the end and we're going to go ahead and shoot a shout out okay. to all our friends. But uh, if you want to pimp anything or shout anybody out, go ahead and do it now. Um, No, I'm just, I'm just going to shout out to, I don't know, all, all my friends. And I'm going to shout out to Howard, to my boy Aries. Yeah, Howard. Howard is What's such that? a good friend. He's a good guy, too. I like him. So, oh, he's such a, like he's, I said, he'll he'll be on an episode in the next couple of weeks, probably. We'll see. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited for that one too. All yeah. right. So we'll we'll start it from the top. Obviously, listen to Fixie's Playground. Pimp us to all your friends. Um, next we have the nightclub with me, T Boo, and Ripples. Uh after that, you can check out the Joe Blow Horror Show that has T Boo and Cold Blooded Boss Tuna. Also a horror podcast. Uh, then we have our friends, Shuttle the Sam, Shuttle the Brian, and Shuttle the Ross at Shuttle the Pod. Check them out and shuttle along with them. 
Um, if you're listening to this, like right after it drops, I think they're gonna have a watch along uh, Saturday night. So you know, you can, Let's you do can check it. it out if you wanted Let's to. Go. Yeah, come on, everybody. yeah, go. yeah. Uh, then we have the horror bandwagon, obviously. Another horror affiliate podcast, Friends of the Nightclub. And we have All We Need is Sleaze, which if I remember correctly, they kind of sell like some cool stuff and they do some different things. I don't know if they podcast, but they, they have a really cool Discord. So check that out. Um, actually, no, I do, I do think they do have a podcast. Maybe. I don't know. I can't remember. I'm tired. Um, <laughs> Let's next... shout out Kelly Goodman. Shout out to Shelly Goodman is her name. My name is Shelly Goodman. Uh, yes. Her name her name is okay. Shelly Goodman. <laughs> okay. Her name is Shelly Goodman. All right. Next we have the DBS films. Yeah. Production company slash Discord slash Twitter slash Facebook slash Instagram. Um join them after join. you join us. Join them. And by joining by joining us, technically you're gonna join them because we're part of them and they're part of us too. So wow. we're all one. We mix juices. Yes, we we do. We mix juices. <laughs> we mix juices. All right. Um, you can join the DBS Discord if you want to act. You can put what it is you want to do with your acting. You can do voiceovers. You can do in-person. There's a bunch of different things. You can even write scripts and stuff like that. Uh, but you can do auditions, and you can do those through the Discord app, just letting you know. Um, also, if you want to give them money, you can give them money. They like that. I, I mean, you can give me money, they too. Like I like that, too. But if you give them money and you do it consistently over like several months' time, you will get your names in the credits of their movies as someone who financed a movie. So if you ever want to finance a movie, BBS Films got you back. Just saying. So, Just saying. Also, I might I might have had my name at a movie in the credits. Just saying. Also, if you're a DBS legend, you get an automatic callback as an actor. Yes. And also, if you are part of like a DBS super fan level, like high level, you get access to all of their movie catalog that you can watch. And I mean, all I'm saying is, is if you go to like Amazon Prime and you were to rent all of their movies on Amazon Prime, a lot more expensive than just like giving them the money directly to, and they give you their whole video, you know, catalog. Just say it. Just saying, you save you some money. Just saying. And you, you have Bigfoot also, movie coming out. Just saying. And you can also <coughs> uh, watch Cocktails and Cryptids with me. Yes, Cocktails and Cryptids. Oh. Watch that. Mm -hmm. All right. Next, we have Handle with Square. Square. Handle with Scare. <laughs> so um, they do podcast it's all another horror podcast obviously with totally drunk and i think grindhouse might be yeah he's a co-host um and let's see i think that's it i think that's i think that's all our shout outs yay we did it Woo! Good. good job so, great job um as far as fixie's playground is concerned this will be pushed out probably tonight um and then 
see next weekend i am going to be going hunting like all weekend so i'm probably not going to do an episode but the weekend after that and after that i might be recording two more episodes so y'all look forward to a whole bunch of fixie playground episodes um if we can get up to the 50th episode we'll probably have some kind of celebration so i want to be there. there yeah you'll you'll be invited it's Fight me. i'm still planning on doing a death penalty episode one day we're we're gonna do it. I, I know I've been saying it for like four months. We're gonna do it. So we're gonna have a debate discussion, much like the abortion one, about the death penalty. And we're gonna talk about I wanna be there. Yeah, no, you can be invited. Anybody it'll be open for anyone who wants to come and we'll we'll discuss it and record it and it should be fun. All right. Um so other than that, I'm Trevor, this is Fixie's Playground. Thank um, you for being here. Go ahead. Go ahead. Hey, tell them, tell them, say thank you for being here. Thank you so much for being here with us. We really appreciate it. We love you so much. That's right. Y'all have a good night. Amazing night. An amazing one. Amazing night. There we go.